HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome to Racing HQ on your Saturday. I hope you've had a fantastic week and looking forward to guiding you through all of the action over the next few hours as we preview a lot of racing around the country. We'll get your track reports in just a sec, as always. We'll also have uh, some key interviews around the Rose Hill meeting today. Of course, stakes racing at Rose Hill Gardens. It's the Missile Stakes, a sure sign that spring is in the air when this race comes around. It's a strong field today and a really intriguing race. We've got the... The superstar trial of Big Parade, a one by 21 lengths, which is almost unheard of in a trial or race anywhere. But uh, Joe Pride has got him now. He's had four trials and he's set to resume off around 490 days in that missile. And he looks airborne. So excited to get the thoughts of our experts a little bit later at eight o'clock when we preview Rose Hill Gardens. Also in that race, I am me, Golden Mile and Deep Poor Will he back up? So uh, that race adds a lot of interest to the Rose Hill meeting. Uh, as always, behind the gates a little bit later in the morning as well, at around 10 o'clock, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson and Andrew Hurley will join me to dissect that. We'll do our four-leg uh, multi again where we pick a horse each to run top four and hopefully uh, we can jag it this week. We missed last week, but two weeks ago we were able to get up. So excited for that a little bit later. We'll take your texts as well throughout the morning. On the show after 7 o'clock, Peter Morgan, trainer of Burundana, favourite for today's Tab Highway. He's up to 1,800 metres today. Brad Whittup, Jason Collett, Amy McLucas and Joe Pride all on this morning's show after 7 o'clock. Ron Duffersey will join me as always. Let's start with our track reports. We get to Sean Patterson firstly out there at Rose Hill Gardens for the latest on the ground. How are you this morning, Sean? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, good to hear, mate. Um, we've had a dry winter, as we uh, keep talking about, and no doubt Rose Hill is uh, is looking pretty good today. I, I'm sure you've had to probably put some water on it at some stages. Yeah, look, it's obviously that dry winter, uh, but the conditions have been quite nice. We're starting to see a little bit of turnaround with some warmer days, and that, that grass is reacting, so we're really happy. We started at a good four. We were down at 4.90. Uh, we've had four mil of irrigation put on the last seven days with the last two mil put on Thursday. Uh, so we're really happy where it sits this morning. Fantastic. So good four range. Rail is true today as well. Um, no doubt the track, having had no rain, um, it's going to play that little bit quicker today, do you think? Yeah, look, it's, it's sitting genuine four range. Um, obviously, these winter tracks, you've got that, well, this year especially, you've got a really good cover of grass, which adds a little bit more cushion. So, look, we're expecting them to play really well. Being the rail and true... Uh, we'll see how they go, but um, look, plenty of ground to run over. What sort of penetrometer reading have we got there today? Yeah, look, it's 4.90. It's pretty much very consistent with the last couple of months of these good fours. Okay. Sitting around that range, so we expect it to, to be a, a good track for most of the day. We are expecting possible showers later this afternoon. Not much in it, but uh, look, conditions today will suit. Okay, uh, what time are they thinking those showers might arrive if they do indeed turn up? Yeah, look, at the moment, they're saying from about 2 to 3 o'clock, but they're saying uh, starting out with 0.2, uh, being very light, and then probably picking up 5.30 to 6 o'clock. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that's how it works out. Um, but we present a really nice track this morning. Yeah, terrific. If that forecast is right, it's probably not going to be enough to bother us anyway um, or have any impact on the track. And if the heavier stuff comes, it'll be sort of 5.30 once the, the race is done and dusted. Um, and you personally, mate, um, you've been out there for a... 
a number of years now and doing a great job with that Rose Hill track. How how things been for yourself? Yeah, look, things are really, really good. I've been here for 16 years now. I've seen a lot of differences. Um, we're in a real good spot. We've really looked at our cultural practices and we're changing things around a little bit, making sure we use all our ground um, and presenting really good tracks. So we just want to keep doing that, keep um, moving forward and get better and better as we go on. Good on you, Sean. Have a great day. Thank you. There's Sean Patterson, the track manager out there at Rose Hill Gardens. Does a fantastic job and in recent years with the introduction of these new races like the Golden Eagle, etc., uh, Rose Hill's got an even bigger part to play in our spring carnival. So uh, excited for that. And it'll be Golden Eagle time before we know it as well. Dave Anderson is the track manager down there at Kembla Grange. He's online for a chat. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Luke. How are you, mate? I'm well this morning, mate. Thanks. Uh, how's Thanks. things down there? Yeah, all right. Pretty nice. Nice morning. A little bit overcast and... Uh well, in all, pretty good. We've got a good four this morning. Um, young Brock Ryan's back riding, which is great. Oh, good. Started a bit of track work this week, and he's put one around this morning for Rob Price and, and come back with a good four, which is really good. That's wonderful, mate. Um, he's a new dad, I think, too, uh, or Brock, so uh, good to hear him back in the saddle. And uh, good four for you, forecast-wise. Uh, anything on the horizon today at any stage? Yeah, the forecast is a little bit ordinary. They're forecasting us to get uh, showers coming in from this afternoon, so hopefully it might just push back and, and not come in until a bit later this evening, but uh, it's pretty overcast at the moment. There's no real rain on the radar, a little bit of a couple of scuds below us at the moment, so hopefully it stays away. And uh, across the board, how do you think the track might play today, Dave? Oh, I think it'll play all right. It depends where that rain comes, you know. Like if we get a bit of rain, they'll, they'll push off the rail, which they sort of have a habit of doing. But uh, I think it'll race pretty good. Have a good day, Dave. Thanks, mate. Bye. There's Dave Anderson down there at Kembla Grange. So good four. They do have some showers forecast for the afternoon, so bear that in mind if you're betting at Kembla Grange today. We'll get up to Brisbane finally uh, and chat to Jim Roberts in just a sec. We'll see how... Eagle Farms fairing. Speaking of tracks playing, Eagle Farms have been playing absolutely fantastic in recent weeks. Uh, so we'll get the latest on uh, that particular track. Also ahead this morning, Brody Nixon before 7 o'clock will join us for his trial report. He'll no doubt have uh, found a couple for the spy files. Robert Agnew, Liam O'Keefe down there at Flemington, John Sargent and Brett Devine all before 7 o'clock this morning. Jim's on the line. Good morning to you, mate. Luke, yeah, good morning. How are you? I'm well this morning. How's Eagle Farm looking for today's racing? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. The weather at the moment looks quite nice. Uh, they're saying uh, the weather forecast for Brisbane is partly cloudy and uh, top of 23. The possibility of a shower is a bit off the coast, but hopefully it stays off the coast and they can come across. But uh, in saying that, we've had a few showers the last, on and off for the last probably three since the middle of the week, actually. Yep. We haven't had a great deal of rain, but it's just been that light showers come across to keep the grass wet. I think we've had four mil just over that period, so very heavy dew on the grass here this morning as well. So, and uh, we've had the track rating a soft five the last couple of days. So I've left it there this morning. Uh, Pentrometer come down a little bit. It was just under five eight, but uh, you know the riders we had a couple of horses go over the track earlier, and they said it felt closer to a five than it did anything else. But in saying that, I I I believe that it'll probably go to a four at some stage, either later in the morning or very early in the program. So. So we'll stay with our soft five this morning. We're at the rail in the five-metre position, and like I said, we got a partly cloudy day in October 23. So look, it should it should be it should be quite it should go quite well. I think the track will race well. 
Beauty, mate. And what is that penetrometer you just mentioned? Uh, what that reading was? Five seven, five seven eight, of course. Five seven eight. So it, it put in perspective. Last, the last Saturday was five eight, so it's just a fraction under that. So it's nothing, you know. Yep. But um, like I said, it's, we've had that showery rain and very heavy dew this morning. It's just kept to that top a little bit soft. So when we get a bit, this sun stays out. It should be happy days, I'd say. Super, Jim. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Thank you, mate. Cheers, though. Good on you. All the best. Uh, Jim Roberts there with the latest on Eagle Farm. Soft five, but likely to get to a four at some stage, and we'll keep an eye on any showers if they turn up or not. Those are your track reports. We've still got Flemington. Uh, that ahead, other side of this break. The biggest sporting event in the Northern Territory. Racing in the Cup. The Darwin Cup. And away they go as the gates fold back. 2008. Club Liquid headed for home. He's five or six in front of Nozzy. Lanson down the outside, then Protester. But Club Liquid, who said he can't run 2,000 metres? He's run them into the ground. Club Liquid's going to win the Colt Draft Darwin Cup by a big space. The Darwin Cup. Live. Live. Monday, August 7. On the National Racing Service. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit the for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Keringal Stud continues to provide outstanding value for broodmare owners in 2023. With rates that few can match, Keringal Stud boasts first-class facilities in the heart of the Riverina. The magnificent 3,000-acre thoroughbred nurse offers permanent and seasonal adjustment for spellers, yearlings and weanlings. Keringal boasts a star-studded stallion lineup of Merchant Navy, Finance Tycoon, Prized Icon, Sandbar and the Brothers War. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Well, welcome back to the show. Good to have your company on Racing HQ Saturday. Let's get to Brody Nixon now and see what he's found from the trials. How are you this morning, Brody? Good morning, Luke. Good morning, everyone. What have you got for us, mate? Uh, kicking off in the feature this morning, Luke, there's a couple of horses today I'm quite keen on. The first of those is I Am Me out of the Ma Eustace operation. I think she's going really well. Her two trials this preparation have been quite sharp, and I think she's come back a really nice horse. She trialled up well last campaign, leading into those wins, where she worked through the grades, kicking off with a win at Rose Hill in the benchmark 78. And the key reason why I'm keen to highlight that is because her trials, as you can see here, when she trialled against the group and listed horses over the 900 metres at Rose Hill, she just trucked along in front of the speech. She did everything when it herself. And Tim Clark was aboard here, and he rides aboard on race day. Extremely lucky down the outside. Looks a really sharp sprinter now with the Chris Waller yard. 
And the reason why I want to highlight that first up run last campaign, I think it was her most explosive win. She took a sit, and I'm hoping she can do the same on the back of Big Parade, who can hopefully take her to the race from the inside gate and prove very hard to hold out. Yeah, she's a good mare, isn't she? And uh, that trial looked pretty good, uh, even past the line there. She was really trucking along, and no doubt she'll be highly competitive in today's missile stakes. You've also found one at the Provincials at Kem- Kembla today. Now, I'll tell you, Luke and the punters, I'd keep an eye on the Provincials this afternoon at Kembla Grays. The first four races, there's some really nice horses going forward. Um, there's a couple of really, really sharp sprinters, and I think this might be one of those. And there's a couple of really nice stays on the up as well. So the first four races, there's some nice horses going forward and Bright Red might be one of those. I was all over her on her debut at Hawkesbury. She ran into Zardozzi, who I think at the time was absolutely airborne. She stands herself as a very good filly, but I don't know if she's come up this campaign, Zardozzi, looking at her first trial. It was slightly disappointing, but in regards to Bright Red, she, she really failed on the heavy ground. She hated it. This trial at Rose Hills, we pick it up. Just keep in mind when she trucks through the line, she did this three wide, no cover throughout. That's Tiz Invincible on the outside in the purple and all the pink and white who trialled well herself. But Bright Red travelled three wide, trucked in the race, pulled away to win. And Empress of Wonder comes up the inside to run second. And she's a sprinter with nice credentials. I love everything about Bright Red, her action, her manners. I think she's got no shortage of ability, and I think she's going to thrive on the dry ground this afternoon. Beautiful, mate. Uh, A couple for us today, and looking forward to this good racing coming through uh, right across the country. But in particular, you mentioned that Missile Stakes, uh, a real mouth-watering contest today, Brody. Yeah, I can't wait, Luke. I'll be heading out trackside. I've got the day off, so I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely fantastic. That's uh, typical of us types, isn't it? Uh, got the day off and you're going to the races. You're, you're sick. I love it. <laughs> At least I'll have a couple of four X's in my hands throughout the day, but we do, we do get a few weird looks when we say we go on the races on our day off. Oh, we just love the game, mate. Uh, why wouldn't you go out there and enjoy it? Uh, have a good day, Brody. You too, Luke, and enjoy everyone. Good on you, mate. Uh, there's Brody Nixon, a couple of trollers from him today. I am me. Yeah, she's a good mare, isn't she? She looked pretty sharp in that piece of work, uh, cruising in front. We know she's got that natural speed, and she was able to uh, trial well and bright red the other one. Uh, Robert Agnew's on the line now for a chat about today's Tab Highway coming down with Binku. How are you this morning, Rob? Very good. How's things, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this horse in Sydney today. He's definitely making the trip. Yep, I'm halfway there. Beautiful, mate. Drive safe. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself as well. You're a, an ex-jockey, and you've been training for a couple of seasons now. Yeah, into I think my fourth season this season, and yeah, the team's growing from one horse to 14 now, so things are going great, yeah. Tell us about that transition from uh, being a jockey, obviously, and and getting into the training ranks. Um, They do overlap, don't they? We know. Uh, Obviously, being a jockey, you'd have certain insights that people who've never ridden in a race would, but uh, how's the transition been for you overall? Um, been very good. I, I actually broke my wrist at Oztag when the dual licence came into play and sitting at home with nothing to do, I applied and got it and started with one horse. And, yeah, probably nine months into the dual licence, I was going to the races and basically just wanting to go go home and do my afternoon shift and training really took over then and I knew that I was probably finished being a jockey at that stage and when that season finished up I didn't renew the jockey side of it and became a full, full-time trainer. Fantastic. And you're based up there at Port Macquarie? Yeah, based in Port Macquarie and 
things are really well. Good to hear. Let's talk about this horse, Binku. He He's a handy galloper, isn't he? In 1,800 metres today, I'm sure you're excited to stretch him out to that distance. Yeah, most definitely. He um, He's still a very, very raw and immature big baby. Um, every single person that's had anything to do with him has always said he'll get 2,000 metres. And, yeah, we've I've held him back a little bit um, trying to get him to the country championships um, in the season just gone, but that didn't eventuate. And I was sort of toying with the idea of keeping him at the 14s and 15s this time and sort of aiming at a country championship prep again for next next year. But um, this 1800s come up and it's too good of a race not to go to for sure. Absolutely. He had a bit of an issue at the barriers at the start of his career. He just used to flop out, show no speed. Is he is he jumping any better now? Um, well, I thought I'd rectified it. Um, he, early on, he was always a little bit lackadaisy out of the machines, and we got on top of that, and he, he sort of put in three or four runs and trials where he jumped with them and well and stuff, and just the last two, he's he, he bundled the stuff two times in a row, so that's a bit disappointing, but um, fingers crossed he's on the ball today where he can sort of posse up about midfield and, and settle, and if he does settle, he'll definitely be right there at the end of it, for sure. Tell us about his last run at Coffs Harbour. He drew barrier 14, and he got back in the field, but he ran on. Yeah, that was a, a really, really big effort. Same thing again. He just missed the start by a couple of lengths, just just he doesn't even he's not even silly he just sometimes he just doesn't begin that well you know he's just very immature so um, he come right around him he got run off his line up the running and um, he got beat half a length it was a, it was a very good run so on that he'll be very competitive today and he, I, I galloped him on Tuesday I, his regular track record right at Liam Blanche um, had to go somewhere so I jumped on him on Tuesday I think it was the first time I galloped him in about six months and yeah I was very impressed with the, with the transition from six months ago to now from the feel of him for sure yeah good to hear uh, is he a pretty easy horse to do things with day to day uh, he has his moments he, he's, he like I said he's, he's a big baby um does, does silly things at times and because he's so big he, he just doesn't know his size but um, yeah he's getting better he's He's, he's learning every day, so yeah, he's going to be a real, real nice horse when he when he puts it all together. These tab highways, they've been around for a long time now, but it gives you guys this opportunity to race horses in town, which is just fantastic, I think. Oh, it's a great promotion for you know country people and things like that. Uh, I, I waited and waited till I had a horse that was nice enough to come down, and that was my first highway last month um, that I took Binku to in the 1400 where he got beat three lengths. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's a serious horse in that respect, for sure. How exciting would it be if you happened to win one today? Yeah, it'd be very exciting. I, I, I think I'll, I'm travelling down with Mark Quinn, but I think Mark will be taking him home and I'll probably be staying Oh, mate, you 100%. You let Mark know, hey, listen, just take this horse home. We're going to celebrate if uh, if you do happen to lob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. So I assume that um, Mark's horse, obviously you guys are coming down together. He's got a runner today as well, doesn't he, if I'm not uh, mistaken? Yeah, girl's best friend. Yeah, they, she actually won the race at Coffs Harbour. Um, she beat me half a length the other day. So, yeah, she's, she's going to be hard to beat today as well. Who's driving? Have you got the Bluetooth in or what's happening? 
Nah, Mark's driving. Yeah, Mark's driving for now. And I think if he wins, I'll be driving home and he'll be celebrating. And if I win, I'll be staying and he'll be driving home. So. <laughs> Mate, oh, I just love this. I mean, you guys are right. Yeah, obviously opposition today. Uh, racing against each other, but uh, I love this that you're coming down together. And um, is there any any banter going on in the truck? You're sort of, uh, you know, just stirring each other up about who's going to win this race today. Well, no, because he's already beat me once. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't be too bullish. <laughs> Put him on speaker for a sec. Let's have, let's have a get a to Mark as well. Um, hope safely, of course, um, Mark. Yeah. Is Robbie behaving beside you there, mate? Are you, are you sure he hasn't been giving you any cheek on the way down? No, Luke, um, <laughs> we get on really well. Um, we, help, we try and help each other out in port, you know, where you can. There's no point taking two trucks when you're going to the same place. So yeah. me and Robbie, we, we do a bit of work together. Just recently, I'm just recovering from a broken collarbone and he's been doing gallops for me and, and so he knows exactly how... Uh, my horses are going, and um, he gave her a canter around on um, uh, Thursday morning when I was over at Moree, and he said she feels really good, and she had a gallop on Tuesday at uh, Taree between races with uh, triple money of um, Twiggies and Jenny Duggan rode her, and she said she's perfect, so we're going there with a um, open mindset at the 1800, and if she runs it, she'll be competitive. Fantastic, mate. Well, good luck with her. She's a good horse in her own right, isn't she? Yeah, look, I've always had an opinion of her and we tried to get it at the country championships um, last season purely off a maiden in a class one. I just think it came around a little bit too quick for her. Um, today will give you an idea whether we uh, are going to be a, you know, a mile and a quarter horse or we'll revert back to the uh, country championship preparation um, next, next year. Fantastic, mate. Great to speak to you as well. Drive safe. And I just want to reiterate, Mark, uh, I just think that's just fantastic. You guys, you train there together at Port Macquarie. You're helping each other out today. You help each other out day to day with track work. Uh, this is what our industry is all about. This is what it's built on. Uh, people like yourselves, uh, mateships off the track, uh, competitors on, but looking after each other. I just think that's super. 100%. Good on you, mate. Rob, good luck today with Binku. Uh, appreciate your time. Great to speak to both of you, and I hope you're dead heat today. That'd be the best result. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. Good All right, you. have a good day. Good on you, Rob. Robert Agnew there, and Mark Quinn driving the truck, uh, both trainers with runners in the Tab Highway today. That's uh, that's super. Heading down together from Port Macquarie. Let's get the latest on uh, Flemington today. The track manager Liam O'Keefe is on the line for an update. How are you, Liam? Good, thanks, Luke. What are we rated today? We're on a good four this morning. The running rail's in a 10-metre position. We're going to find a head just atop of 14 degrees and a light southwest wind. And overall, the track's in good condition for the end of our winter racing program. Wonderful. Uh, forecast, uh, looking OK? Yeah, looking OK. Top of 14 degrees, just partly cloudy and a little bit of a dew out there this morning, but um, supposed to clear to a, a relatively fine day. So just a light breeze and shouldn't have any impact on how the races are run. What's uh, ahead for Flemington as far as your schedule in the, ne in the next few months? So we've got a break after today, so we'll renovate uh, the, the rest of the track. We've already done the inside 10 metres. We'll do from 10 to 30 metres following Monday's big set of course proper jump outs, and then um, we'll let the track have a rest and freshen up for the spring carnival, and we kick off again in the second week of September for Sofitel Girls' Day Out. So uh, that'll be our first group one 
meeting for the season and, and really looking forward to it. No doubt, Liam. And, I mean, you've got a lot of track to renovate there. It's a big joint Flemington. What is Flemington's actual circumference? I know you've got the the straight as well, but uh, what would it be from winning post all the way around? So the circle is 2,340 metres, and then when you include the top of the straight, it's essentially three kilometres. So, um, yeah, walking it this morning, it takes best part of an hour and ten minutes. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's quite a way around, but, um, yeah, fortunate to have a nice, spacious track, but... Does take a lot of looking after, but the staff do a great job. Yeah, absolutely, they do, and so do you, mate. Uh, good luck with the meeting there today and the spring carnival ahead. Great, thanks, Luke. There's Liam O'Keefe uh, with the latest on Flemington. Good four and a 10-metre racing for that program in Melbourne today. So uh, you've heard, uh, if you're just joining us, that Rose Hill is a good four this morning. Uh, they've had four mils for the week. The rail is true, 4.9 penetrometer. Kembla Grange today, good four. They've had... Um, minimal rain this week, but they are saying that there could be a shower or two later in the afternoon, so we'll keep an eye on that. Eagle Farm today's a soft five, expected to get an upgrade, and they're just monitoring showers. Um, there's not a lot of rain around in Brisbane, uh, but it just could uh, trickle at some stage today. In Flemington, we've just heard a good four 10-metre rail. We've got our next guest on the line now, and that's John Sargent, uh, Randwick-based trainer, who uh, is kind enough to join us for a chat this morning. How are you this morning, Sarge? Good morning, Luke. Mate, uh, how's the morning been out there at Randwick? Yeah, she's been flat out. All the spring horses starting to gallop and whatever, so no exciting times. Who are some of your headline horses, do you think, uh, for the spring? Who, who are you really looking forward to getting back to the races? Probably uh, Perfect Thought, who kicks off next week at uh, Rose Hill. He looks an exciting colt. Um, he'll kick off there and uh, got some three-year-old fillies like uh, Unique Ambition that ran well first up at Ramwick, um, Ocean Diva, a couple of nice three-year-old colts, Hooligan Tommy, and uh, some others coming through. So, yeah, good good young stock. What's Perfect Thoughts program likely to be? Well, we'll run there and then we'll work out whether we go down to Melbourne after that. Yep. Um, we'll just we'll wait, to, wait to work it out how he goes first up. Um, Kieran McAvoy's been galloping him. He'll ride him next Saturday and uh, hopefully runs well and we can work a plan for the spring. Yep, we know he was successful in Melbourne last prep, winning the Carbine Club. That's perfect thought. Uh, you've got two runners in the midway today, John. Uh, we start with Ningaloo Star, fresh, 1,100 metres, and there's been some money for this girl. Yeah, I gave her two trials this time. Um, usually one trial and then goes in, so she should be pretty well ready today from a good draw. Jason's uh, trialled her. Um, she should run for the fifth or sixth or seventh round there and they sh- should run along. And uh, no, hopefully she finishes it off well, but she's done enough work to be, you know, right enough today. Our Sky Racing viewers are watching that Randwick trial over the 1,045 metres. He, he didn't look to do too much on her, John, but she just kept eating up the line. Yeah, she's like that. She's quite an aggressive filly, and uh, she'll look big in the uh, in the parade. But that's her. She's just a big barrel filly, um, but she's certainly done enough work to uh, be uh, competitive today. What's her best distance going to be? Do you think? Well, I think she'll get out to fourteen, probably. Like whether she goes further, she's quite an aggressive filly, so mm. I don't think she'll get much further than that. What about the seven C's also running there? Yeah, she could be a surprise packet. Uh, I put her on the deep end on the last run, last campaign, and she'd probably done enough by then. So she's better than that. She had three wins in the country, but she's got a soft draw. Um, Ryan Maloney on strike just to sit sort of 
similar to in English star, you know, fifth or sixth or seventh, and uh, you know, she doesn't take a lot of lot of work to get fit. So, yeah, might she might surprise a bit too. Okay, you've got an interesting runner at the provincials today, Kemble Grange, race five, number six, Mountain Guest, who we saw run second in the Group 3 Adrian Knox last preparation and then Contestant Oaks. How's she going this preparation? Yeah, she's a well-qualified maid and probably a shade short for her, but they run run along. I see she's opened up favourites. She should be finishing strongly. She's trialled well and she's a lot stronger this time. And um, look, but obviously the best you'll see of her is that when she gets to 2,000, but she should run a real good fresh race today, um, you know, if she's got a bit of class about her. Terrific. Have a great day, John. Uh, good luck for the spring as well with some nice horses in the camp. Thanks, mate. Cheers. There's John Sargent joining us for a chat from Ramwick. Uh, track work this morning, two runners in that midway. And we saw that trial from Ningaloo Star, didn't we? Uh, if you're watching on Sky Racing, uh, for our radio listeners, I can tell you that she was, um, as John said, she, she likes to uh, do a little bit of work. She can get that little bit keen, but he barely breathed on her. Jason Collard in that trial, and she was just travelling sweetly. Uh, really moved through the line nicely, so uh, would expect her to be running on well today in the seven seasons there. And Mountain Guest, uh, they'll be keen to uh, get a win out of the way with her. She's a four-year-old now. She's had seven goes for four minor placings and that group placing, as I said, in that Adrian Knox. Brett Devine from the Australian Turf Club is on the line now for a chat, uh, as always, on a Saturday. Good morning to you, Brett. Good morning to you, Luke. Good morning to all the punters. Another exciting season starts, doesn't it? Another big Saturday meeting here at Rose Hill Gardens to be the first Saturday Metropolitan meeting and uh, really, really exciting that uh, the new prize money levels are kicking in. Absolutely, mate. Uh, this new racing season is exciting, as you said. It starts today with that missile stakes out there at Rose Hill Gardens and uh, we've seen also the exciting news of some of these prize money lifts in recent times. Well, that's exactly right. So from every Saturday now on, Luke, uh, in terms of a minimum metropolitan Saturday race is worth $160,000. That kicks in from today. All group and listed races from the 1st of August have also kicked up. And uh, so a group two race today, like the missile stakes, goes from 250 to 300. The group one wing stakes coming up is a million-dollar race, but minimum group one races go from six to 750. Minimum group threes, as I say, two to 250, and minimum listed 160 to 200,000. So, Luke, it's not only the big races, it's the midweek races as well that are getting a boost. They go up to 60,000. And from the 1st of September, a super maiden will be run every week at a midweek meeting. That's worth $100,000 in addition to super maidens that'll be run twice at uh, provincial race courses, and a country super maiden will be run at a country meeting each week as well. Look, there's a lot to say there and a lot to digest, but basically it just shows that racing New South Wales and Australian Turf Club on Saturdays and Wednesdays really continuing to make Sydney racing some of the best in the world, certainly some of the most lucrative. There's never been a better time to be an owner uh, or involved in racing in Sydney. It only gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and I'm sure there's more to come. Yeah, going from strength to strength, Brett, as you said. Uh, I believe today is Jockey Celebration Day as well. Well, that's exactly right, Luke, and for everybody going up to Rose Hill Gardens today, what an opportunity it will be to see so many of the old faces uh, of former and retired jockeys uh, up there at Rose Hill Gardens on this day, a very significant day for us at the Turf Club and with Racing New South Wales. And 
Uh, by, I think it's about race seven, Luke, will have the jockeys will form a guard of honour for the current uh, crop of jockeys in the Rosehill Gardens Mounting Yard, and then vice versa. The current crop will form that guard of honour for the former and past jockeys that are there. Uh, we celebrate the jockeys today. A big function up in the Masque Room, up to 100 people in association with the New South Wales Jockeys Association, all the hard work Tony Christafi does. And also the Australian Racing Christian Chaplaincy will be involved and Luke really pleased to say that they're throwing on a barbecue for all of the strappers down at the race day stalls as well to recognise that uh, such important work, obviously crucial work that handlers and strappers do all the time. So a great day to celebrate our jockeys and of course we should also mention John Duggan, uh, one of the all-time great jockeys in Sydney who passed away this week. Jockeys will wear black armbands on race four for him in memory of him the Vale John Duggan handicap he won some big races and he uh, is very well remembered and, and fondly forgotten yeah absolutely mate uh, condolences to his family uh, John Duggan passing during the week and of course we've been talking about it uh, for the last few weeks but spring tickets um, listeners should start thinking about those as well look no doubt in the world and the best thing to do is to book and book early and booking big groups Luke we've found now that uh, People are really saying to us they love going to a day at the races with a bunch of friends. So what we've done is we've bunched all of those tickets together and if you book in big groups of 10, you get further discounts. So theracers.com.au has all of the details of all of those packages. Locking your general admission tickets, a lot of hospitality forever is sold out, so don't hesitate there. But also lots of other big race days coming up. It formally starts... Uh, on, uh, on mid-September and then runs all the way through to November. Uh, a couple of extra meetings or one extra meeting at the very least in October for Rose Hill Gardens as well. So there's lots of choice, lots of big race meetings coming up. It's not just about the $20 million Tab Everest or the $10 million Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens. There's plenty of opportunity to get together with friends. Book as a group, get big discounts, lock it in. Something to uh, really celebrate in spring. Wonderful, mate. Uh, looking forward to it and we'll keep in touch right throughout uh, this whole carnival. Good on you, Luke, and good luck to all the punters. As it begins. Good on you, Brett, uh, Brett Devine there, General Manager of Communications at the Australian Turf Club, joining us as always of a Saturday morning. Uh, good morning, everyone. Great to have your company of a Saturday. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, other side of this, Ron Duffersey will join me for our interviews. We'll focus on this Rose Hill program. Joining us today, Peter Morgan. Uh, we'll also have Brad Whittup, Jason Collett, Amy McLucas and Joe Pride throughout the show this morning. Plenty more ahead on Racing HQ. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Finery Stud Stallion, All Too Hard, was a champion three-year-old. He is the sire of Group 1 stars like Alligator Blood, Forbidden Love and Champion Sprinter Wellington. All Too Hard is the best value sire in the Hunter Valley. Call Vinery 02 6543 <laughs> Best of U.S. Racing seven days a week. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. 
Hey, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Rydalmere. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. You're on Racing HQ. If you're listening via your radio network, good morning to you. You can also listen to us via the app as well, tab.com.au or on... Uh, well, I said on the app, uh, or you can listen on the website, tab.com.au. And if you're watching us on Sky Racing this morning, good to have you, your company from home as well. Ron Duffersey joins me now. We're about to go through our interviews and focus on this Rose Hill Gardens Missile Stakes meeting. How are you this morning, Duff? Yeah, good, thanks, Luke. Looking forward to today. Things are hotting up, just looking at these trials we've had lately, and um, the Missile Stakes, I think, has held up pretty good today, considering, you know, these sprinters uh, hold back a little bit, the good sprinters hold back a a bit longer for the Everest Carnival, but um, I think it's a, uh, quite a solid field. Two solid favourites there. It a, looks a good clash, and uh, they're not, you know, they, well, they're a chance of being run over if they overdo things up front because the, the 1,200 metres for both of them, first up mm. after a decent break, is uh, a little question mark. Be a great training performance by Joe Pride if Big Parade's to win. He's first up for. 476 days to be exact and it's not easy to win a black type race in Sydney off such a long break but Duff have you ever seen a horse win a trial by 21 lengths? Um, I think there's been the odd one but uh, yeah it was a, a little bit distorting that trial because there was you know there was obviously a couple that were just out there for their first trial going easy you're in secrets and whatever but he still did it and um, look I, I got no doubt uh, Joe's given him a great grounding with four. He's had four trials, yep. and he's got. A, he'd have a good grip on him uh, in in this short time. I'd suggest. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, good four true rail today. Um, this track should play well. Uh, obviously, it's going to be dry. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's had a few more, a drop of uh, irrigation on it. Um, yeah, there's some theory around that up the fence on a normal rail, the past couple around the similar penetrometers has been an edge, but um, we said that last uh, the last meeting here, we thought it was up the fence with the seven metre rail and it played very, very fair. So we've got different weather com uh, conditions coming into this meeting with very warm days um, at the end of the winter months. So uh, yeah, let's just assess it as it goes on. Yeah. Do you like the meeting overall today? I, I reckon... Um, I usually not. I get, I get a bit nervous early or late in winter where you got the, the good horses coming back and the fit horses that are up and running. I, I usually struggle with that. Mm. But I am very, very 
hot on some value here today. I think there's a couple of good horses around, you know, past the each way odds that I'm, I'm really keen or, uh, well, I've already backed, but I mean, yeah. I'm really keen to, to, to play today. I'm, I'm, I'm going there full of confidence. I heard a little comment about uh, Bonnie Ezra on form line. I'm tipping you're on. Yep, uh, that was yep. one of my early bets. I, I I just feel they went up the wrong price. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's, there's a history with him third up. Um, you got the Waller with the five or six runners and he's found McDonald. And that would have been probably, as soon as the jockeys went on, that would have been the first move for him. Yep. But um, it's uh, I just think he sets up beautifully there to, to run well. You know, you know, Obviously, you've got a, a favourite there that's... Uh, we've got the picket fence, uh, forked the park, but um, yeah, I'm happy to bet against him. Yeah, well played. Uh, yeah, Bonnie Ezra, he's in that ninth race, as you said. Uh, J Mac on, and uh, yeah, $18. Uh, he's shorter than that now. Uh, that's one of the support races around this missile stakes. Uh, and just uh, pivoting back there for a second, uh, Golden Mile. There's been a bit of chat about him this week and his trials. What have you seen from Golden Mile? Do you think he's. Uh, back uh, because last preparation his his form just tapered off a little bit at the back end. Maybe it was the wet tracks, but how do you think he's sort of placed today at twelve hundred metres? Yeah, look, he's a hard one to assess because he was such a big boom three year old, and things didn't go right for him last prep with the weather and whatever. And I'm still trying to work out whether he's a sprinter or a miler. Um, he, like like he did win the uh, I think it was the calendar Presnell over a mile, but that's when you're a young horse, you know. So I. I don't know what to think of him, to tell you the truth. I, I, I want to get a feel for him on track and stable confidence and all that. It's been a good race for Godolphin. They usually have wine one of their good horses up for it. Uh, so I'm not tipping him, and I'm, but I'm not uh, penning him at the same time, which is uh, betting each way. But I, I just want to have a look at him. He's a big horse, and sometimes these big horses take a little while and maybe a run under the belt, even though he does have pretty solid, fresh form in, mm. in his short career today. And I, I just want to have a look at him, see if he's wound up and, and get a feel for him in the marketplace. Yeah, definitely. Now, he's going to polarise opinion, I think, today because yes, yeah. you're either one side of the fence or the other with him. He's uh, He could he could flop or he could really come out and, and show us that he's back. Um, we'll start our interviews in a sec with uh, Peter Morgan, who's got a key runner in today's, today's Tab Highway, but you mentioned at the top too, Duff, about... Uh, some of these barrier trials, and I was at a Canterbury set on Monday where uh, a lot of Chris Waller's really nice horses had their first or second trials back, and I don't know if you spotted Linderman at all, but he won the opening trial there, and Chris did a, a little piece for Twitter uh, not long after that uh, and spoke about his preparation and thought that perhaps he could uh, make the jump to a wait-for-age type, this preparation, and I really do think, like we spoke about a week or so ago, with Animo departing to stud now, I think there's a little bit of changing of the guard in that space where there's no headline wait-for-age horse in the country other than maybe Zaki. Um, but I think some of these younger types, these horses just turning four, coming out of their three-year-old season, like a Linderman, could really feature in, in these races. And I think he'll kick off in that wink stakes too, Duff. Yeah, look, I'm with you. I think you'd know, no one missed him. And, look, he's a Rosehill Guineas winner. He's another one. He went through the Doncaster there and he he uh, hit the wet track there. But I, I think he's he's got substance. He's got racing style where you can just whack him straight on the speed. And you had to be impressed with his trial. You had to be very impressed with his trial. And, um, yeah, I'm with everyone else. I think he's one of the horses to follow... Um, as far as early trialers are concerned, going into early um, early spring, and he's certainly worth.
mm. uh, watching closely. I, I actually liked his stablemate as well, Princess Grace. Yep. Now she, I know she's a mature six or seven seven year old mare now, but she's got very good form in America, and she only had the two runs for Chris early on, and she won that race at Hawkesbury, I think, and then. Um, she could develop into a beautiful filly for that, uh, well, mare for that invitation or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I think they'd love to try and get a group one with her too, wouldn't they, to increase a stud value. So I think she's a key spring player as well. Shinzo was also in that trial. He just cruised around having his first trial for the preparation. So uh, it's exciting to see these good horses back. Let's start our interviews uh, of a Saturday. We kick off with Peter Morgan, who's heading to the highway today with this exciting type Burundana. Peter, good morning to you. How are you, Good to speak I'm to you, well mate. Back. Yeah, good to hear, mate. Uh, excited to get, no doubt, to Sydney today with this horse of yours, Burundana. He's familiar with this trip now, isn't he? He's had a, a few trips to Sydney. Yes, yes, this is his fourth one. Um, what's your process with him, Peter? Do you bring him up the day before or are you happy to bring him on the day of the, the races? No, we always come the day before. Okay, so he, he's a good traveller? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yes, surely his, his turn is not far off. He's been so genuine all the way through this preparation. Well, he has been. He's genu been very genuine all his life. He's never put in a bad one. No, he hasn't. No, sir. So, um, you get him up to 1,800 metres today. Is that any any question in the back of your mind? No. No, you're happy to... I always, I always thought he was a 2,000 metre horse, and he, he had... He settles well in the run. He'll only can't he bowl. He'll only bowl around and um, go when Jason asks him. Okay, and he's got a good barrier today. Um, do you think he could race closer at this distance? He's been getting way back in his races. I think in the further races, I think he'll he'll race closer. And the, the, wouldn't be the same amount of pace in this race as it has been in the shorter ones. I wouldn't think. Okay, so that, that that'll help him a lot. Yeah, maybe yeah. Andy. Yeah. And he's, he's had a few hard runs now. He's coping with that all well? He's coped exceptionally well. He's done a lot of travelling, had a few hard runs, and he's coped exceptionally well. Okay, so everything's full steam ahead for today. You're happy enough? Yes, we're full steam ahead, mate. Let's Good on you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Have a good day, mate. Uh, good luck with Burundana. Uh, he's well duff, he's ready to go, everything's sweet. So, look, even money, maybe a few will balk at that, but I think he probably deserves to be a firm favourite in a race like this. He's He's got the runs on the board. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's short enough, as you say, but, um, yeah, he's, he's, he deserves to win one. He's been around the mark, running, running well, form around him solid. And Peter seems a man with few words, but he seems happy enough with him. Indeed. Uh, if he's sending an invoice for a word, per word, it'll be a cheap invoice. <laughs> uh, but, look, that's all we want to hear, isn't it? Where yeah. Our job as form analysts is to assess him on form, and we just ask the trainer, are you happy? Um, and he is. He's yeah. a tough horse, clearly. Duff because he's coped with the trips and uh, he comes the day before, he's familiar with that. I want to see him do it at 1800 metres just to chime into that price range but I'm sure, sure a few listeners who maybe were on the fence a little bit about it now that they've heard Peter's confidence thinking oh, I've always thought along the way this is going to be a 2000 metre horse that they might be more comfortable now to have a bet today. Yeah, so that's the only little query in my mind. I know he was he was good the other day but he loomed a race away from them and the other horse seemed to just out tough him the last little bit 
um, Eaglemont, but he was very well placed in that race, Eaglemont, as it turns out. But, uh, yeah, look, I think he's the go-to horse today, and, and, and you can't uh, deny his consistency, and he, he, he seems pretty genuine as well. Yep. Uh, he's in good hands out there with the Morgan Yard, and good luck to them today with Burundana. Brad Widdop's on the line now. He'll be up and about, uh, heading to Sydney today with a few runners and coming off a, a really successful season, I thought, Brad, as I say good morning to you, you'd be happy with how the stable performed over the past 12 months. Uh, yeah, g'day, Luke. G'day, Ronnie. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, you know, we've built up really well again now, and, um, you know, got a great bunch of staff behind me that have been there quite a long time now and you know yeah look i couldn't be happy with the way things are going so there is a life without it without ice bath i suppose is, is there a hope of the side in there as far as the, the the big spring races are concerned brad oh we're still finding it hard to let go ronnie it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard walking past that box and not seeing it there but um yeah look it's yeah look we like everything, you've got to try and find the next one, and um, we're trying to do that. We're, we've got plenty of young horses, and, you know, things we've been patient with as well. Um, you know, you just got to... You never know, like, do they get to that level, if, they, if they're going to be good enough, you try, but some just, you know, they get to that black-type race, and they're not up to it, but, um, yeah, hopefully we can find one with the same sort of... Uh, hard as her, I'd be right. Mm, you can't afford to, to leave her box empty like Chris Waller did with Winks. You, you, you've got to put, got to put something there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can understand that. I'd, I'd leave it empty for a while. It'd be hard walking past that box for sure. But yeah, no, look, she, was, she gave us a great uh, journey and we learned a lot along the way. And, um, you know, gee, she was a bit stiff there sometimes too, wasn't she? Well, good. You'd like to play the reel when you uh, you take your all day to watch it all. Um, uh, today, uh, just the one runner, Osbred Rising Sun at uh, Rose Hill. He's, uh, he did a great job in those six runs in his first race in preparation. He did. And look, I probably went one or two too far. Like, we sort of freshened him up after Melbourne. And, you know, he sort of forgiven one run and then went again. But, um, yeah, look, he, he seems a real genuine horse. Um, probably the scratchings today aren't going to help us as far as tempo. It doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the race. So, so you know, look, I think it's a good starting point and be interesting to see what he does. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully the track's sort of playing all right at that time of the day. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be finishing... He's had his two trials, so that that's uh, that that'd have him forward enough to present well, anyway. Yeah, look, he's a natural sort of athletic horse too, right? He's not a he's not a gross horse by um, any form. So look, uh, yeah, look, I think he's fit enough to run it. So I sort of kicked him off in fifteen hundred more than the thirteen fifty. I just thought they might be a bit sharp for him over that distance now. Um, you know, he had a nice second solid trial. Um, which I was a little bit surprised that, you know, he sort of up and up and, and did that. But, um, you know, Jason's had the ride on him too, so which is good. So, look, look, I think he can run well, but I, I'm not getting over keen today. But, you know, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'll be, um, you know, running on well. Okay, so expecting a good run without, well, as you said, without being overconfident first up with improvement to come. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Anything at Kembla? You've got a couple of first starters there, and uh, Manhattan's his first up. Anything to, uh, we should look for? Oh, look, I think the same thing. I think they're, they're, 
Um, I'm in heaven, obviously very well bred filly, uh, first foal. She's probably a prep, probably going to take this prep, you know, um, give her a couple of runs and tip her out. Uh, Yachty, he's probably in the same boat. And Manhattan's, um, it's been a little bit tricky. Um, she's got the ability, but she just, she's a bit of a gawky thing that, you know, probably racing and getting out to a mile is probably going to be her, her go as well. You know, you sort of think that they should be, you know, around the 1,200 metre mark and that'd be right, but um, I think you're just going to have to wait to get her out further in distance. Okay. Might be a look and learn day. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> well those character building weekends, but you've got to have them, so, yeah. Good on you, Brad. Yeah, oh, just, thanks, guys. Just one from the trials for me, mate. Uh, Fire Lane was a an early running juvenile. We saw her run second to Alentia on Monday in a barrier trial at Canterbury. How's she developed now heading into her three-year-old season? Yeah, actually, I think as the prep's gone on, she's probably strengthened up a bit more. She looks, um, she looks quite good. Like, she loves her work. She's very tough, Philly. Mm. Um, we sort of got her ready. We'll probably nom her for the Rosebud. I think there's sort of three weeks. There's three weeks in a row we can run her. Um, you know, you've got the San Domenico, the Rosebud, and I think there's a benchmark racing between. So um, we'll just, you know, I've sort of deliberately got her up ready to go if, if the noms come up a bit short in one of those. Beautiful. Have a good day, Brad, and good luck with the spring. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time this morning. Uh, there he goes, Duff, uh, Brad Whittip, and... Yeah, I think he's got a nice horse in the shape of this Osbred Rising Sun. Um, maybe not today, as Brad sort of alluded to in that interview, but uh, I think he's one our listeners could follow. Yeah, well, to do what he did in his first racing preparation, he went right through and got to a, a running in a Group 1 and a Group 2, and, in, and he, he was placed in a Group 2 in, in Melbourne as well. So I... I I just wanted to get his opinion on him today. You know, he could have went one way or another there, saying, well, he's, he's come very flying. I think he'll win first up, or he might be more of a staying type who, who'll get better with a run. And that's how it's, it sounds, although um, not saying he can't win, but it gives the punters uh, a feeling of how they think he's come back. Jason Collett's riding him today. He's about to join us, Duff. He had a pretty unlucky season with a few injuries uh, last year, so it might not mean anything. But how do you think he's coping with getting beaten by his sister on the Premiership as far as winners go? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll have to get the bush more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope she's not listening, Duff. She'll be off you. <laughs> morning, Jase. <laughs> morning, Luke. Thanks, Ron. That was, that was a good one. Alicia Collett, the bush jockey, eh? <laughs> Uh, uh, listen, I tell you what, you've got a good book of rides on paper today. I know it doesn't always work out that mm. way, but I've only got you winning five races, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. They, yeah, they, they do look, there's a few nice chances, isn't there? So it's good. What do you think of this Dana in the first? Obviously, he's a raging favourite. He, he deserves to win one of these. The instructions will be short, Duff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just win. laughs> Yeah, uh, look, you're right. He's uh, he, was, he was unlucky two two back, and then he was probably just running to a horse that had a, had a softer run. Really, uh, last time got a bit had a bit more luck than he did. So yeah, he's knocking on the door. I, I don't think the eighteen hundred will be an issue. Uh, and look from that gate, it just makes it it makes it quite simple, really. Uh, so he's just a no-nonsense horse. He does everything right in his races, and uh, well, that's, well, dare I say, it, an easy ride. He, he is, but he, he probably doesn't have great uh, barrier speed, so, but maybe stepping up to the 18 now, 
uh, off the softer gate, you can probably sort of hold a hold a closer spot without doing much. I'd like to think. Uh, the English Star Race Two, you trialled her. Um, should be should be running on here. Yeah, I think she'll be running on. She her trials her trials were good. I'm not sure she fires quite first up. Just looking at her form. Um, going off her trials, she she probably needed that last trial that she had. She was quite fresh, uh, she, but she did find the line find the line good in that heat. She, again, she's got a nice barrier today, so she's going to get a soft run. And, and you'd I'd expect her to be to be strong late. Um, yeah. Uh, Aristonis in race three. You won on him two starts back. He, he, he looks a nice enough horse. Yeah, he, do, he, he does. He was, he was, I thought he was pretty 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 impressive when he won two starts back. He set back off a good tempo. He gave them a, a good start and, and, and run them down easily. Probably wasn't suited by uh, race race shape last start in Caulfield. So smaller field today. At, I don't think the 2400 should be an issue. He, he raced over jumps in France over 30, 3300, I think it might have been. Uh, so, yeah, you, you'd like to think the 24 won't be an issue. Hollywood Hero, race four, third up off a win. Yeah, he's got a nice gait, get a soft run. Um, just whether or not he's classy enough. Um, obviously, Ken Kangaroo Court's going well. Um, Tashi, uh, pink pink broke was good first up too. So yeah, he is going to get it again. He's going to get a soft run from the gate, so that'll give him this chance. Uh, you go into Levero in race five. Though. She was pretty dominant at Gosford. Yeah, she was, and she probably so she she probably should have been um, against that sort of class. So a step up, I think today. Um, but nice weight gate. Um, her racing style is good. Yeah, she's twelve hundred. Could be a question mark. She yeah. hasn't. She hasn't achieved that yet. But look, she was pretty. She was pretty controlled. She was con- yeah, controllable, I suppose. Last start over eleven. Didn't want to overdo it too much. So, I'd, yeah, I don't see why the twelve hundred should be an issue. But it obviously, <laughs> some horses it can be. Uh, just that small step up. Mm. Uh, you've got Wadigos in race uh, six. Is I think there's still further improvement to come from him. Yeah, he was he was great uh, last start, um, he, and he probably finds a similar sort of race where there's not a great deal of pressure. Um, he'll put himself up there, uh, and he's tough. He's, um, he's you know up on trip two is probably a help as well. So yeah, he should be right in the finish. I quite like Tristate today at odds, second up at a, at a bit of odds. He's got a beautiful draw for a, a, a quite a good run there. Yeah, he does. He was he was he was really good first up. Uh, probably probably peaked late. It's another he had him he had him in last week, but he's um, he drew pretty wide, so he's waited another week, which might is probably a good thing too. Uh, he gets a good gate, and um, yeah, you're right. He's just going to get a soft run in behind him. Uh, rocketing by, he's capable enough on his day. He is, yeah, he is. Um, he's been trying good too, and probably probably gets the right sort of track he needs. He doesn't want it heavy, but um, hopefully it's not rock hard. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll find out shortly. Um, but yeah, he's 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 going he's going well. He just he's just going to be giving them a start where your two favourites are going to be up on speed and 
and if they control it, it's, it's to, be, to be hard to run them down. But I, I'd expect them to be finishing it off strong. Mm. Um, Polly Gray has just come out close to scratching time, so you, can, you don't have to carry that lead bag to the races. So. Well, I was, was going to say that's a good thing because that's... Uh, Quite a bit of weight there. <laughs> <laughs> and Osbred, we just spoke to Brad about Osbred's type of rising sun. You you rode him in the latest trial win. Yeah, I did. What did, what did he say about him? Well, he, I'm going to ask <laughs> you. I, I, I want to I, I want to get a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was he, he was he was better. I thought that second trial. Uh, he had the blinkers on and. Um, he's just going to be. I, I'm picking from that game. He'll probably have to give him a start. He'll come back to her, he's comfortable, bit of cover, and um, he might be too good for them. He might be able to run them straight over top of them. Um, I'm just going to need a wee bit of pressure up front to, 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 give him, to give myself a chance. Yep, fair enough. Uh, big day at the trials yesterday. So you're riding a lot for the Ma Eustace team. Not a bad stable to be aligned with. They've got a growing stable. I suppose they're going to keep a lot of jockeys happy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're. Um, I think as Kieran came out in the, the media during the week and said about they, they want to increase their presence here in Sydney. So obviously more more horses. So yeah, there's more opportunities there definitely. Um, but yeah, they're, they're they're working with quality stock, which is um, nice to be able to jump on. What did you just one one trial? I want to ask you about it. Uh, I think it was Canterbury. Uh, King Colorado. What did you make of his uh, uh, trial? Yeah, he trialed good. Um, he's probably fitter than what we thought. Uh, he come back in just sort of had a nice, comfortable trial. Um, he felt like he just did enough, but he he, he didn't have too much of a blow, uh, which probably surprised us. Uh, so yeah, compared to a couple of other runners in that trial that came in, so yeah, he's. I think his fitness. Might have, might just be holding a bit from the uh, the winter campaign, but he's yeah probably a touch fitter than what we thought. Okay, but he's a nice horse, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. His um that progression he made uh, in just three starts was pretty, 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 pretty awesome. And he and to think that he's uh, probably more doing that on raw ability, and he's gonna he's still learning too. So, um, but he's gonna need to improve though to you know to match it with your. Militarisers and Shinzies, but yeah. um, yeah, he's, he's hitting that way there. Mm, beauty. Good on you, Jase. Have a good day, mate. No, you too, Luke. There's Jason Collett. Uh, great to get his insights about his runners uh, today, uh, his rides, I should say, today at Rose Hill Gardens. Uh, we've got our next guest on the line, Duff, and it's Michael Friedman, who's got time to boogie uh, a key chance today, among other runners. How are you this morning, Michael? Oh, he's uh, not there just yet. Um, we'll uh, get to him in just a moment. But, uh, Duff, I think this horse is going to be extremely hard to beat today, time to boogie. Yeah, I, I, I struggled to line him up, but he was um, pretty sharp there the other day, that's for sure. He was, uh, um, yeah, quite impressive, I thought. He, he's put two together now, and he, he did tick off the 1,200-metre box, so there's a bit to work with there, that's for sure. How's he done since, Michael? Uh, as we say, good morning to you, time to boogie. Yeah, morning, Luke. No, he seems good. He um, he seems to have trained on well and holding pretty good form. Um, I thought his work here Tuesday was was a nice piece of work. So, yeah, I think he sort of goes into today's race in, in sort of similar similar form to when he ran uh, a few weeks back. Um, he's a go forward. Obviously, a go forward horse. He races best that way. So he, there's no, I couldn't see. A lot of pressure outside the two horses, Michael. So he looks to get a 
pretty well a solid on-pace run or an easier on-pace run? Yeah, look, he's not... I don't think he's necessarily an absolute sort of have-to-lead horse. I know he has done um, in quite a few of his runs, but um, he's a very tractable horse. So, you know, I think he's got the, the, the capability to sort of take a little sit you know, just behind one if he had to. So I'll probably obviously just be leaving it up to Rachel. It's not a, a big field. Uh, obviously a couple of others there that do like to sit on speed. So I'll just probably leave it up to her as to how things pan out over the first couple of hundred metres. What about this other horse you got today? He's uh, just out of a midweek maiden win, but um, he's he's uh, undivided. I see he's coming for a bit of support. Uh, any opinion of him? I do like him, Duff. I think he's he's a horse that... You know, over time can develop into a pretty, pretty useful type. Um, you know, he was certainly wasn't sort of wound up for that that race the other day that he sort of managed to win, and there's been a bit of form come out of that uh, the midweeks here the other day. So, I think he's a progressive young horse. Um, I think eventually he might stretch out over a bit further, in 14 maybe even a mile. But um, I just thought, you know, <coughs> given that I'm eligible for these midways this year and and sort of seeing, seeing what was sort of coming up for him. It was either sort of running in a race like this today or, or against his own age group in a 72 benchmark sort of next weekend anyway. So I thought it was worth a, a shot at the stumps. I'm sort of mindful of the fact that he is taking on older horses, obviously, but um, he's a pretty tractable young horse and, you know, hopefully he can acquit himself well. Mm. Anything we should know about it, Kimbler? I see you've got a few acceptances there. Yeah, they're all sort of um, basically, well, two of them are, are sort of now three-year-olds that have just taken a bit of time and been in and out with shin soreness and, you know, just immaturity issues. But um, uh, I'm, I like both of them. I think, you know, over time they'll develop. Um, I think Pushy was a good trial the other day here at Ramwick and Rose Gold, sort of similar. Um, I think, you know, today will be a good experience for them. Um, but, but I do think they've got sort of nice futures ahead of them and Cook Island girls are sort of a, a big rangy type of filly um, she's probably getting towards the end of this prep, she'll probably go back to the paddock in the next, if not after today one more, but um, yeah, three nice young horses mm. And what are we looking forward to in the next uh, couple of months of the spring, your, your big names? Yeah, look you know, we're getting getting closer to sort of getting a few of them back I think communists um, trialed nicely here the other day um, so I'm happy with him, he'll probably have another trial at Rose Hill next Friday and then if, if we're happy with him and, and he looks as though he's, he'd be competitive then he may front up in the in the winks here on the 19th um, Queen of the Balls sort of a bit similar she'll trial next week and then all going well she might front up in the toy show on the same day She's she had a nice long layoff and had a little bit of surgery to tidy a, a couple of things up, but um, you know she seems in really good form and, and had a nice long spell. And I'm sort of looking forward to getting a few of the, the young, just turned three-year-olds that sort of showed a bit towards the, the back end of last season. Gelatin and mm. um, Ducasse, who went to Brisbane, I've got a fair bit of time for that colt as well. So and Mexico who tried well. So yeah, we've got a, a nice sort of young young crew of horses sort of getting pretty close to, to hitting the track again. What about the young horses that have just turned two? Are you educating them at the moment? Yeah, we've had had quite a few of them through. Um, got a nice batch in at the moment. Um, not sure that 
there's necessarily anything there yet that I'd be sort of really pushing to a gym crack or a breeders. Um, mm. But you never can tell. There's still six or seven weeks away from that. But um, yeah, there's there's certainly some nice some nice young horses there. A couple of the first season size that, that, that I've liked what I've seen so far. So. As you know, Duff, it can be sort of very week in, week out with the young horses. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 as always at this time of year, I get excited when the, the young ones start to sort of build up into doing something a bit more than just having a canter. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Good luck today. Okay, thanks, guys. Good on you, Michael. Um, appreciate your time. Michael Friedman joining us this morning on the show. We'll have uh, more interviews coming up after this short break. Thanks for your company on this Saturday. The biggest sporting event in the Northern Territory. Racing in the Cup. The Darwin Cup. And away they go as the gates fold back. 1996. Ventilago finding something. Then on the inside, Glacier Bay deep out. Balmoral keeps 200 out. And Ventilago on the outside, Drydell. Gauchy getting busy. Ventilago's in front. On the National Racing Service. Finery's powerhouse sprinter, Star Turn, has a massive 73% winners to run a strike rate and his average progeny earnings are over $102,000 with just three crops raising. To breed some speed, talk to Vinery about Star Turn, 02-6543-8333. At TAB, we're on for Saturday Racing. Races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Bigger battle, mini, mini, money, Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. The English Pink Bonus is a no-brainer. If at least 75% of your horse is female-owned, sign up for free to compete for an extra $1 million in prize money. Sign-ups close September 1. Visit english.com.au for more information. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Well, welcome back to the show, Racing HQ, on your Saturday. Good to have your company. Ron Duffersey with with me this morning. Uh, we're about to have a chat to Amy McLucas Duff, and she had a pretty good season last year, uh, 14 winners in the metropolitan area, and with her claim, um, she'll certainly be a bit of value in this very competitive Sydney jockey's rooms. Well, that was the question. I think it's a, it's it's Amy's turn up to stand up. We got the couple of stars that she's run into this season um, that have, uh, well, I've never about to lose their claim. I think Zach's only got a few winners left and Dylan's lost his claim so we're looking for the new kid on the block and hopefully it is Amy. She's lost a few rides to scratchings today but still uh, worth a chat I reckon. She joins us on the line. Uh, Amy as I say good morning to you. You've got a, a highway ride today and you were pretty successful in those last season. Good morning to you. Yeah good morning. How are you guys? Yeah we're well thanks. Um, the highways were a bit of a happy hunting ground for you weren't they? Yeah, they were definitely a bit of a kickstart to my career in the 
on the Metropolitan stage, that's for sure. Well, he might be a long shot today, Mr Severino, but he's, he's, he might be the forgotten horse. He Look, he just had that little tick over, um, well, it was a race, but it looked like a barrier troll coming back to a 1,000 metres there on Monday. Yeah, definitely. He's sort of been racing consistently in this grade and never too far away, so there is a bit of an option there to ride him a bit closer, so if we can have a bit of luck, he could be there in the finish. Yeah, and he's run well in highways in the past. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've picked up a good ride later on in Brudnell, uh, who's in pretty good form and gets in nicely with your claim. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty excited about him. It's a nice opportunity. I'm thankful for that. He's been racing very consistently. Mm, you have had many rides for Chris Lee's before? I've had a couple. I've never had any luck, so hopefully today can be the turning point. Yeah. Well, we're into a new season. Um, obviously, uh, you've got your three kilo claim. You're pretty established now, and you'd be probably looking forward to getting a few more opportunities this season. Yeah, definitely. It's good to start the season still with my three kilos, which will definitely be a big help to sort of getting that momentum under my belt. So hopefully, we can have a bit of a bit of a lucky run to the start of the season and kick on with it. Yeah, I suppose it's hard with all the group weight races around, but there's still a lot of claiming races, and you've got the Wednesday meetings that you um, you should be pretty popular at, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. It was, it's always the way, but I was suspended this week. I would have had a few rides, which would have been a good start to the season, but we'll start, start today and kick on with it next week. Yeah, and you're happy to, happy to travel to town a couple of times a week if the opportunities arise? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Good on you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Good luck. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Amy McLucas there joining us with a couple of rides. Uh, Joe Pride will be our next guest stuff. And uh, before we get Joe up, um, one thing that's sort of been percolating in the back of my mind, I've been so impressed with Joe's son, Brave, over the past 12 months. He's um, sort of increased his presence in the media space. If Joe's got a flight or he's heading into state, Brave's been good enough to come on and have a chat to us uh, on a few occasions. I wonder if down the pipeline we might see a new training partnership, Joseph and Brave Pride Racing. Uh, I wonder if that could be on the horizon, Duff. Well, there's a new one. Yeah. Uh, he's a good young boy, isn't he? he is. He's. he's um, we should have got him on this morning because Joe's had a busy, uh, busy media week. He seems to be the go-to man this week, and I can understand why with three runners in this missile stakes today. Yeah, definitely. Of course, Argentia, a newcomer to the stable, so too is big parade and Dragonstone hasn't been there for, for too long either and he's on the line now. Uh, Joe, as I, I say good morning to you, you'd be definitely happy happy, I'm sure with your last season, number of Group 1 winners and the stables performed brilliantly and I was just saying to Duff off air, mate, uh, have to pay compliment to your son Brave. Uh, we've seen a bit more of him in the media over the last 12 months. He's been good enough to do a few interviews with us. Um, would you consider a, a Brave Pride, Joseph Pride racing partnership or has he got to earn his stripes a little bit yet? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's that's a that's a long way off, but it's probably something you know, that could be on the could be on the horizon. Um, I'd love to think he, I'm a first generation trainer, and I'd love to think there'd be someone to take over my business because a lot of trainers when they finish, they don't I'm not saying they finish with nothing, but their businesses aren't worth much. Mm. It's the goodwill of the business, you know, unless you own a stable. Um, so no, I'd love to think uh, Brave would take over, and um, yeah, maybe that's something. He certainly loves the um, the media stuff, which is which is good. You know, he's taken a taking a shine to it and he's very professional in front of the camera or on the microphone which is 
security takes it very seriously. Definitely, and just before... his age, I didn't, I didn't at his age. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and just before Duff jumps in, Joe, like, uh, for yourself, you must take great pride in that, no pun intended, but uh, having your son come through and take an interest in something you love and have built your career on, that, that must give you a lot of excitement too. Yeah, well, at, at 17 years old, like yeah. a lot of parents, you maybe lose contact with your 17-year-old son a little bit because um, you haven't got really that much in common. But with with racing as our, our common interest, it's um, it certainly it certainly helps us um, maintain a really strong relationship. And you're right with families. You go back, you know, you got the obviously we've got the Cummings family that's gone right through, and Gay and TJ. You've got um, you got so many of the families coming through. You know, Bjorn, his father was a trainer, and and you know you could just go down the page and page and page, and how many families are in racing is is amazing. Uh, how it flows through into the next generation. Yeah, and and, and that wasn't the case for me. Um, so yeah, to be yeah, to potentially be able to do that, it's um, it's good, and I think that a lot of the best run businesses are family businesses because there's that there's that vested interest, and um, you know it can it can work both ways, and and I think. No, um, touched on something earlier. They have to. They have to earn it, you know. And I'm. I'm very keen for Brave to. He works hard. He's watching him walk around at the moment with a horse, and he's got a good relationship with the staff, and he knows that he has to work as hard or harder than the person beside him to to, mm. to gain that recognition. For sure. I know uh, you've been on a few times this week, but the final call. Everything in order this morning. Big parade. Good grounding. Yeah. Uh, lead or sit. Um, look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to um, sort of commit to that because I think that needs to be decided when the horses jump. I kind of thought all week I'd just be leading, and then I've heard it's quite mixed actually amongst mm. um, you know in opinions who, who everyone thinks will will lead there today. So I, I think it's important to you know you've got two experienced jockeys there with Tim and Josh, and and um, I think they'll 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 work that out once the horses jump and and get into a rhythm. They'll they'll you know they they'll recognise if they're going too quick, and that may may be one of them handing up and. Um, I think my horse can do either. Um, as I said, D, I, I, I assumed I would be leading, but I'm not going to take that for granted. Well, uh, Dragonstone's going well without winning. He is, yeah. You know, he's been honest, and, and that, um, you know, you wouldn't be putting him against these horses if he was first up because he's had that racing. He's got that residual fitness. He's got. Um, he's going to have a good tempo on. That probably gives him his chance to to, to run well. Um, but uh, it is it is a, a bit of an ask against the quality of opposition. He's, he, it's a very to me it's a very good addition of the of the of, of the missile. Um, I know Argentia well. I think I've backed her every start of a career. She's a quality mare. Um, expectations today? Yeah, I've always liked her. Watching her from a from a distance, and and um, I was really impressed when she walked through the stable door and had her for the whole prep and and been able to watch her um, watch her settle into the environment very very well. Um, She's, she's high quality. No, to me, there's a lot to be said for the way horses trial when they when they change stable or even when they're in the same stable. And and I've I've really liked what I've seen from the trials. To me, she's she's really wanted to be part of the process. She's she's jumped and committed herself in the trials and, and gone forward and, and looked happy. Um, so I've got uh, maybe I shouldn't get carried away, but I've got I've got quite high expectations for her. Um, she hasn't had a start yet, and she has mixed a form in the past. So I, mm. so I don't want to get carried away. But to me, she's done everything I could have asked her to do. Okay. Uh, Ramones race four should find the lead here and get every opportunity to run 1,400. 
he's been a tease, you know. I would have thought he would have won a few more races by now, but he, he gets his he gets his opportunity today, and this is the first time we've got him out to the 1,400, so it's going to be an interesting test for him. I've, I've always thought he would run 14. He's a lovely, big, free-flowing horse um, who hasn't lived up to my expectations yet, but he could get that back on track today in a, in a smallish field. And Lady Brooke in race five. Yeah, she's crying out for a wet track. Um, I, I sort of hope some of those showers would actually fall there today for her because she's just not as effective on, on dry ground. And unfortunately, today it looks the same, same way. But I've got to sort of keep it ticking over. She's running honestly, but just to me, she just, just holds back a little bit on the dry ground. OK. Um, think about it. Where are we up with him? Yeah, no, he's going well. Um, done a couple of weeks' work now, and he's... Um, He's a horse who kind of um, always looks like he's ready to go to the races, really. He's a, he's a lean sort of athletic type, and, and he, um, he's doing really well here at home. So we've just got to keep him, keep him ticking over. He'll go on the Premier first up, um, but I'm, I'm very happy with him. And you give it Eddie another prep, Eduardo? Yeah, yeah, he's going to come back and run in the Concord. He's won the last couple, and, um, you know, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a sound horse. He absolutely loves, the, loves being in work. So his future will be decided pretty quickly, this preparation. If he didn't run well, win or run really well in the Concord, he, he will be retired. Um, but I, I feel like he, he deserves that opportunity. As I say, he absolutely loves, loves being in work. So mm. it's just great to have him in the stable. He looks fantastic and moving really well. So, yeah. I'm sure he's excited to be, and some of those old horses they just they just sulk in the paddock at this time of year. Yeah, so they it drive it's, a, it's, it's a point uh, um, that isn't made often enough, and, and people you know you hear a lot of people, and they're, they're probably talking through their kick because they you know they want a horse retired because they, they haven't won for them. Of course, but these, yeah. these horses love being in work. Honestly, and they wouldn't they wouldn't race race well or race at all if they if they didn't. So mm. it's a great life being a racehorse. They're, they're, they're spoiled. Yeah, you know, they're really well looked after. Exactly. And uh, to stand around the paddock's pretty boring for some of these horses who are used to stimulation. And I remember your old boss, uh, John Size, saying spelling is overrated. <laughs> spelling <laughs> horses is that was one of his famous sayings. Yep. Spelling horses is overrated. Yeah, that think about it, it's a good example actually. He never does as well in the paddock as he does in the stable. Absolutely thrives in the stable. When you consider it this time of year for a horse if they're standing around um, you know, in, in, in a paddock underneath the tree that might look good you know, to, the, to the observer who doesn't think a horse should be in work but when they're in the stable they're getting, they're getting rugged up fed, um, worked every day loved, you know, you know swimming, walking, they, and they love that stimulation they're intelligent animals who, who want to, um, who just want to please you yeah, maybe I should correct myself. Uh, spelling mature horses, well, the, the horses that yeah. have grown and matured into yeah. their five-year-olds from, from five-year-old on, say, that's mm. uh, overrated with the horses spelling then. Anyway, yep. they're all individuals. Yep, I'm sure. just I'm just wondering when you're going to start the hashtag, Joe, the WBS for <laughs> for your great sprinter. <laughs> oh, look, which yeah, one? Yeah, look, there's, yeah. Yeah. there's a few there's a few in the mix there, and um, not just in my stable around the place. So I don't know if there's any dominant sprinter at the moment. There's uh, there's a few going to put their hand up this spring, uh, but it may just be the case that they're just the best this spring. So um, I think Private Eye to me is the forgotten horse. So I think he'll come back really big. Um, this, mm. this spring, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him back on the track because he just had a little setback there in the autumn with his knee, but he's, um, he's, he's really on track now. Good stuff, mate. Yeah, you've got a great team around you. I'm sure it'll be a big spring for Pride Racing. No worries at all. Thanks very much, guys. There's Joe Pride. Always great to speak to him, uh, Duff, and he does have some nice horses in the stable, doesn't he? Think about it. He's taken all before him, private eye, uh, etc. and great to hear that Eduardo's back in work and loving it.
Yeah, and um, interesting. All eyes are on Argentia today. I think you might be very happy with her by the sound of it. Very happy indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, excited to see her and excited <laughs> to hear your thoughts, Duff, with our full preview after 8 o'clock. We'll speak soon. Yep, look forward to it. There's Ron Duffersey. Uh, Brad Gray's back today as well uh, from a little freshen up. So uh, look forward to him joining uh, myself, Ron, and Andrew Hurley for our Sydney preview after 8 o'clock. But it is time now, though, uh, to have a listen or have a listen or watch uh, to today's scratchings. And uh, we start in Rose Hill. And there are 31 of them today on a good four track race one. Scratch number eight, Miran. 12, Triple Money. 15, Passionate Rebel. 18, Croatian Madame, 19, O's No Bro, and 20, Sprightly Emily. 8, 12, 15, 18, 19, and 20 out of race number one. Race two, scratch one, Albalagio Miss, two, Oxford Vision, eight, Boss, nine, Fire and Ice, 11, Dancing Alone, 12, Field Weary, and 15, Glacier Queen. 1, 2, 8, 9, 11, 12, and 15 out of race two at Rose Hill. Race three, scratch number one, mostly cloudy. Seven, as good as it gets. Um, one and seven out of race number three. Race four, scratch two, four victory. Three, kangaroo court. Seven are more victorious. Two, three, seven out of race four. Race five, scratch eight, Dakota, Dakota Vroom, number eight. Race six, scratch one, Exilatus. And four, Grace Ella Styler, one and four out of race six. Race seven, scratch six, Classy JB and Tenno Tycoon, six and ten out of race seven. Race eight, scratch number five, you called it five. From race nine, scratch one, Polly Gray, two Dawn Patrol, seven Long Villas, one, two, seven out of race nine. Race ten, scratch four, Super Friendship, eight Powerful Peg, 9, Hollywood Hero, 11, Kangaroo Court, 4, 8, 9 and 11 out of race 10. Those are the scratchings for Rose Hill. We go to Kembla Grange now, good fall for racing down there today. And there are 16 scratchings. Race number one is clear. From race two, scratch four, Rapido, 5, Torfik Star, 9, Rebel Love, 4, 5, 9 out of race number two. From race three, scratch three, Canology. And seven, Rapido. Three and seven out of race number three. From race four, put a line through two, full revolution. Three, Bianco Nero. Eleven, Black Tiara. And thirteen, Ocean Eyes. Two, three, eleven and thirteen out of race number four. Race five, scratch four, Raven Arc. And seven, our Marianne. Four and seven out of race five. Races six and seven are clear. From race eight, scratch three, Oakfield Mahogany, and seven, Secret Spy, three and seven out of race number eight. Take note, there are three further scratchings, and they are late scratchings, all out of race eight. Scratch 12, Mentalism, 13, Bully for You, and 14, Russian Ruble. 12, 13, and 14 out of race number eight. Those are the Kimbler Grange scratchings. We go now to the country meeting in New South Wales today and it is Gilgandra. There are 23 scratchings on a good four track race one. Scratch three London Tycoon, seven XO Bell, three and seven out of race one. From race two, scratch three Gypsy Mountain, 13 Hutchie's Dream, 15 Brandy Wine, 16 Judicial Authority, 17 Breakover, 
3, 13, 15, 16, 17, out of race 2. Race 3, scratch 3, Royal Affair, 14, Lenny's Lad, 3 and 14, out of race 3. Race 4, scratch 13, More Than Luck, and 14, Settlers, 13 and 14, out of race 4. Race 5, scratch 6, Dream Lad, and 12, Cat Kiss, 6 and 12, out of race 5. Race 6, scratch 3, Fierce, 10, Emerald Sun, 14, Jamali, 3, 10, 14, race 6. Race 7, scratch 13, Scruff's Magic, 14, Freedom to Dream, 15, Jawsome, 16, Settlers, 17, Presita, 18, Bamote, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And from race 8, scratch 13, Shiny Agent, number 13, out of race 8. We go now to Flemington, the Melbourne meeting today. They're on a good four, 22 scratchings for Flemington. From race one, scratch three, Cadbowl, number three. Race two, put a line through nine, Yulong Minister. 18, Prompt Prodigy. 19, Richter. And 20, Lord Almighty. 9, 18, 19 and 20. Race three, clear. From race four, scratch number five, Fearnaught. 12, Larvina, 5 and 12 out of race number 4. Race 5, scratch number 5, Claydham Moore and 9, Farago, 5 and 9 out of race number 5. From race 6, scratch 5, Thorin, 8, Trossetti, 9, Aristonis, 17, Waskali and 20, Bold Street Bow, Bond Street Bow rather, number 20. Numbers 5, 8, 9, 17 and 20 out of race 6. From race 7, scratch 1, ingratiating, number 1. Race 8, scratch 5, wild imagination. And 9, Senor Uno. 5 and 9 out of race 8. From race 9, scratch number 4, wind storm. And 8, biometric. 4 and 8 out of race 9. Race 10, scratch number 3, Najem Sahal. 14, Zorro's Dream, and 15, No Way Ever. 3, 14, and 15 out of race number 10. Those are the Flemington scratchings. We move now to Brisbane, and racing today is at Eagle Farm, and the scratching information is as follows. There are 23 on a soft five, likely to get an upgrade, I'm told, this morning. From race one, scratch four, Hyde, in fact, uh, scratch four, Park Avenue. Number four and five, seven, Hard to say. That's four and seven out of race number one. From race two, scratch two, Kirkaby. And three, United Nations, two and three out of race two. Race three, scratch number five, Watchguard, five. Race four, scratch one, Super R, one. Race five, scratch four, Boho Beauty. Thirteen, Hooten Holler. Fourteen, Lady Wardell. 4, 13, 14, out of race 5. From race 6, scratch 3, Cat China. 6, six Shiller Bay. 10, Hard Raver. And 11, Uncle Russ. 3, 6, 10, 11, out of race 6. Race 7, scratch 1, Bolente. 2, Milrossa. 6, Byron Eyes. 9, Titanium. 10, Winston Smurfill. 15, Uncle Russ. 
1, 2, 6, 9, 10 and 15 out of race 7. From race 8, scratch 8, rejoiced. 10 hot spring gold, 8 and 10. And from race 9, scratch number 2, hype and 5, Beaufort Park. Finally, the uh, Murray Bridge scratching information. The track there today is rated a good 4. Overcast, rail true from the 1,000 metres to the winning post and out 3 metres the remainder, including the 1,800 and 2,000 metre chutes. 13 scratchings where race 1 is clear. Race 2, scratch 6, Anna's Dream, number 6. Race 3, clear. Race 4, scratch 9, Storm Hunter, number 9. Race 5, scratch 6, Jean Valjean, number 6. Race 6, scratch 6, Jet Jitsu, number 6. Race 7, scratch 5, Coverstar, 7 fields of Athenry, 5 and 7 out of race 7. Race 8, scratch 1, The Good Fight, 8 Pearl Rain, 12 Space Equity, 1, 8 and 12 out of race 8. And race 9, scratch 10, Nakedness, 15 Princess Raffles, 16 Stellar Notation, 17 McCain. 10, 15, 16 and 17. Uh, McCain, you've done it again. That's the scratchings on Sky Sports Radio. When we come back, we'll have our full Sydney preview. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley and myself to guide you through Rose Hill. Stay with us. Breed to sell or breed to race with All Too Hard at Vinery. Yearlings by All Too Hard sold for 400000 in 2023 and averaged 4.9 times his service fee at the major sales. If you're breeding to sell, call Vinery today on 02 6543 Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Rydal Me. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydal Me, 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. 
test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Rose Hill preview in just a sec on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. Firstly, though, we need to get our information from the stewards panel. And Steve Ralton joins us for a chat this morning, Chief Steward at Racing New South Wales. How are you, Steve? I'm well, thanks, Luke. Good to hear, mate. Uh, what information have you got for our punters today surrounding this Rose Hill Gardens program? Uh, pretty light on. Uh, race five, number six, Kahawati, uh, resuming over a 1,000 metres last start at Warwick Farm. Um, the horse usually races on on pace, but uh, just became restless as the uh, gates opened and turned its head and then was, became anchored near the tail of the field. So uh, it might be notable that it, it could possibly be uh, a lot more on speed today than it was last start. And in the last race, number six, uh, Grisilli Styler, uh, rider attempted to angle out on the turn and was prevented from doing so and then was quite badly held up right down to the 150, approaching the 100 and the race was uh, all over by the time it got clear running and it found the line fairly after that. So uh, it's one that I suppose uh, is notable out of the steward report. No doubt about it. Uh, thank you very much, Steve, and you have a good day. Thanks, Luke. See There's uh, Steve Ralton joining us for an update there and some information in regards to Rose Hill today. Let's uh, welcome our panel of experts to the Rose Hill Gardens preview. I say good morning once again to Ron Duffercy, who's done the form for this 10-race program. We've done our interviews this morning and got a little bit more clarity around this Rose Hill Gardens card. And Duff, you teased earlier that you, you like a few at a little bit of value for this card. Good morning to you. Yeah, pretty hot on the meeting as far as finding, well, hopefully finding one or two out outside of the favourites. So let's see what happens. It's a funny game. You, sometimes you go to the races very confident and you have a bad day and then you go there with no confidence and you wish you would have bet up more. So it's part of part of the game, isn't it? We'll see you survive Coffs Harbour yesterday. Good day. Yeah, it was fantastic, to be honest. Uh, big congratulations to the club. Really enjoyed it. Survived it just stuff. Um, it's uh, it's good fun. Stanley, he uh, he was in good form up there. But, uh, look, we, uh, we really enjoyed getting to those country meetings and... Um, for once, they had a beautiful sunny day, Duff. They've had a bit of luck, bad luck with weather, but, gee, it was a, a sensational day weather-wise there yesterday. Yep, and uh, Attractable was very strong winning the Cup in fast time there, I see. Yeah, exactly right, and goes into the big dance now. Of course, that race was a big dance-eligible uh uh, particular cup, so it was a good day up there at Coffs yesterday. No shock that the return of the likes of Shinzo and Cylinder and all these star juveniles <laughs> coincides with the return of Brad Gray to Sky Sports Radio Airwaves on the Saturday preview. How are you, Brad? Well, I'm good, thank you, guys. Uh, good morning to you and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah, missile stakes. I guess it's the unofficial start of the carnival, isn't it? I was looking at the uh, the calendar before, and mm. this is about the time where you strap yourselves in because three and a half months now, we've just got black type racing all the way through so yeah i can't wait to see these uh these good gallopers return we see a few of them today big parade i am me golden mile so bring it on yeah bring it on mate uh you're fresh and fired up for a big spring no doubt 
Absolutely. I haven't got a haircut for the occasion. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Are you going to... Um, I'm wondering, will the Tommy Shelby cap or hat to uh, make a return uh, this season or is that going to be parked? Uh, no, well? absolutely it will. Just have, to, just have to time it right. Okay, I just thought... I noticed, I noticed the beard got to trim up to a number one. You know, usually it's about oh. a three or a four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I've, got to, I've got to get everything peaking for the first group one, so give me a 10-day lead-in uh, and we'll be prime for Wink Space. <laughs> well, Duff, we see these horses parading beautifully, freshly clipped. You're telling me Brad Gray's been clipped as well. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, it won't be long before it clips Gray, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Andrew Hurley's with us as well, guys, with all of the markets, tab.com.au. Good morning to you, Hurls. Yeah, morning all. Yeah, looking forward to today as uh, Brandon was alluded to here. Yeah, missile stakes, it's always the, well, we're, we're basically here and all, all the big boys are back with a stack of trials yesterday as well. Um, so we've got it all on our doorstep. Just so we had some of the, the past uh, winners of the missile stakes. We've got Eduardo, Leasy, uh, Spark of Life, Lonro, Commands. It's been a good horse's race. Duff, you'll certainly remember Joanne. That was uh, one of um, Jack Denham's horses. She was a beauty. Oh, what a terrific sprinting filly mm. she was. Uh, she was a, an outstanding talent. So well, it used to be that uh, actually at one stage it was before the end of the season. It was uh, late uh, late July. And sometimes two-year-olds used to run in it and get right down the weights there and run well in it. So it's, a, it's, it's been a marvellous race throughout the years. Probably not as strong in the modern day now uh, with Everest and, and some big sprints at the end of the season. So it's so hard if, to go all the way through from August right through to pretty well mm. the end of November. So you've got to time your run with these good sprinters, but it's still attracted a very good field today. Very Indeed, well Indeed, looking forward to it. Yep, let's get into it, guys. So without further ado, good for True Rail. Um, expecting it to be firmish today, the track, but uh, let's uh, see what the guys have found for this card. And we start, Hurls, with the Tab Highway. Good people at Tab, they say. Uh, 1,800 metres. Uh, what price have they put up this fave? I'll put the food on your table, um, mate, so be uh, careful what you say there. Mm. <laughs> We've got, yeah, Burr and Dana, this has been really well backed. They were waiting for us to open up on this because they were just, uh, they just launched straight away. It's a $1.80 this morning. Uh, now, Miran comes out 2 by 4 It's the only deduction. Triple Money, Passionate Rebel, Croatian Madame, Ono Bro and Sprightly Emily all come out. So it leaves us up the top here with Holstein. It's $5.50, $26 Haven, Spitfire, $21, Titled Tycoon at $41, $41 for Mr. Severino, Radiohead, $34, $81, Shafty, Burundana, yeah, $180, got to $1.70 momentarily this morning, back to $1.80, $17 competition, Binkow is a $26 chance, $15 Amaranth, a girl's best friend at $10, $31 Phase Angel. And Dolly's Jane is a $71 chance. Well, as I said, uh, they were basically waiting for us to open this market. They went crash bang wall up straight away on Borondana and they haven't let up. In a lot of speed on paper here, guys. There's a lot of horses that like to find their feet and hit the line 1,800 metres. So we are waiting maybe a, a few confirmations there of a change of tactics. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Holstein come across from the gate. Mr Severino, uh, he's shown in the past he's capable of pretty much settling anywhere in the run. Seahaven won't be too far away. And maybe even the door slightly ajar there for Burundana to be a touch closer in the run, Duff. It is. Um, although Jay said this morning he's he's a little worried about his gait speed. He takes a little mm. while to get into rhythm. So, uh, but at least he's aware of that. Look, I, I think he's top pick. I think a dollar eighty is probably poison. Um, but he's got 
He's got the form and the consistency on the board, um, up to 1,800. Little question marks there, but, um, yeah, I, I think he's top pick. In saying that, being a dollar eighty, there's value all around him now. Uh, Amaranth, uh, she's another one. Yeah, he gets too far back, um, so her gate speed is questionable as well. Uh, she didn't show any from uh, that good draw the other day at Torksbury, but still got the money, but I think she's a danger. And then I think there's a couple of really good long shots here. Competition. Um, this was really caught the eye in the lead up there, the Eaglemont uh, uh, replay. I know he was beaten five, five and a half lengths, but I like the way he powered to the line from an impossible position. And he gets the three kilo claim this week. So I think he's got a little blowout chance, as has Binku. Um, he's been hitting the line very hard from a mile back in his own right. And his previous second up highway run was encouraging so he could well be a sleeper but we're talking all about these back markers uh, in a questionable race so it's it's tricky although he has to be top pick for me 9 13 10 and 11. Yeah, I've gone 13 Amaranth just on the price angle uh, I think she's hard to beat I like the setup that she's had for this she's already a highway winner out to the 1800 meters and she's a last type winner over 2000 meters so we know she's going to be strong late uh, she's got a nice little association with, with Tyler Schiller she doesn't look the most straightforward to ride at least in the early stages so I do think that's key nine Burundana absolutely no knock on his talent I'm just not brave enough to take a dollar 80 uh, in the opener there in a highway handicap but he is knocking on the door uh, isn't he all has to do is hold his form and run out a stronger 1,800 metres to prove hard to beat. I thought Mr. Savarino uh, was a fantastic bet there at $41. The markers completely dismissed him. I don't know why. Uh, maybe on the back of last start, but it was over 1,000 metres. He was never going to get into that race. He was hitting the line hard. And you go back to that uh, that highway win of Amaranth's last campaign, uh, and he ran second to Amaranth that day as an $8 chance, and here he is as a $41 chance. And six, Radiohead. Capable on his day. Needs a few things to fall into place, but he'll be screaming home. 13, 9, 5 and 6. Darren Flindell's uh, selections on the first in just a sec. Uh, competitive highway to starters. He's Burundana as well, number nine, to beat three, ten, and thirteen in the opening race. We go now to race number two, which is the midway handicap over eleven hundred metres. Dancing alone and acceptor. Uh, she was very short hurl. She's come out, so that no doubt changed the market a lot from what it went up on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a significant change, and if anything, it's probably made uh, things a little bit easier for punters, to be honest with you. Uh, deductions here, Blagio missed 4x5, 4x4, Oxford Vision, Boss 5x5, five five, 6x7, Fire and Ice, Dancing Alone, 23x10, Feel Weary, 0, Glacier Queen, 5x6, so yeah, we've got a, a pretty fresh market here. Espresso is an $8.50 chance, hard to say now, our favourite at $4, Don Luigi at four, uh, 21 15 for Kabosh, Ningaloo Star, $9, $23 unwritten, 18 to 7 C's, Super Bright, $5, we opened up at 5 50 and got the 6 this morning, it's back to that $5 quote, Undivided, $5, Oceans, one eleven, and Oakfield Mahogany at 13 so these are completely different market to what we had pre-scratchings, and they say uh, it's made things a bit tricky for our form guys here, with uh, pace, etc, been, uh, been taken out of the race. Yeah, and your two emergencies may take up the running here now that they're in the field. Uh, Ocean's one and Oakfield Mahogany. I think Espresso comes across from the gate. Uh, will be handlebars down to some extent to try and find some kind of spot on top of the speed. Don Luigi can park up thereabouts and, and even Undivided, even though I've only seen him uh, once at the races to date, Duff. 
impossible race. I've thrown a dart at it and come up with Ningaloo Star here. Um, haven't minded her trials. I concede maybe she's better second up, but those two trials, she's hit the line hard in both. She's got a good draw, and I think she can map in the closer than midfield here and, and run a really good race fresh here. Uh, dangers, well, where do you want to start? There's, there's, there's heaps of them. Um, I'll go 14 Super Bright, who is busting to win another race and is, um, just got got her foot right on the till here and then the two trialers uh the Expresso and hard to say coming out of that same trial look to be ticking along nicely for a good first up run the chances don't end there uh, 7 14 3 and 4 yeah, I'm going with a lightly race galloper here, undivided, 16, 7, 14 and 3. That price is long gone uh, since they first run up there earlier in the week. Taking on the older horses, and I do concede he's only just turned 3, but if the stable happy to run him here, uh, I think he's hard enough to beat. I like that Coincide came out and franked that form reference there on Wednesday. Uh, 7, Ningaloo Star, I've got her in the mix as well. I've been impressed with the way that she's trialled. I know her record does suggest that she does improve with the run, but she has had two trials back this time in. For the past two campaigns, she's only had the one. 14, Super Bright, uh, she's already placed in three midways in the past. She's yet to break through, but you'd think it'll happen eventually for her. She's pretty versatile in terms of where she can settle. And 3, Espresso. Uh, might have to do a little bit of work to find a spot early, but did go bang, bang first up and second up last campaign, so she typically comes to hand pretty quickly. 16, 7. 14 and 3. Let's see what uh, Darren Flindell's found in this uh, midway. 16 undivided on top to beat 18, 14 and 7. And did I hear someone printing the form in the background there, Duff? Was that you or was that you, Brad? <laughs> no, it's me. I, I got caught there. I was just printing the late speed maps, actually. <laughs> hey, if it's, if it's the tax return, it'll take a while to print oh, out, Duff. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Race number three, boys. 2,400 metres. A benchmark 78. Good to see Duff's printing out the Bible, Her. What's the market here for race number three? Oh, very good. Mostly cloudy, 13 cent the win, the deduction, and as good as sober gets, Brad, 9 cent the win. Uh, no. United Nations now a $7 chance, $6 Kirkby, so United, three fifty. We went up three ninety this morning. Uh, Aristona's, it's been subject of good support all week. It's our favourite, uh, two twenty five, sixteen dollars $16 Verona. Wangahoo is an $11 chance and 34 McGee. And so there is support for so United this morning uh, to beat Aristonis, but certainly Aristonis has been very well supported ever since Wednesday afternoon. And so United potentially gets control here out on top of the speed. I think McGeehan keeps him company. But interesting enough, so United's last two stars, he has had a horse really eyeball him and, and take him on in the early stages. If that isn't the case here, uh, he does get his chance, it seems, at least on paper, Duff. Yep. Um, look, it's a... He's short enough, uh, Aristonis, but he does look a nice horse in the making. He's done a really good job this prep. Excuses at Caulfield, a month to get over that. I don't think a mile and a half would pose him too many issues here. Um, yep, I think he's top pick. He, might, he has to trade a little better than that. I think so United, although doesn't get the claim today does get it softer up front and if there's any favours being on pace on the rail he certainly will take advantage of that. Uh, United Nations interests me a lot but the marketplace is saying no. Um, I like the way he surged through the line at his uh, Aussie debut and he's a lightly raced Galileo who I think there might be a good rap on although I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to work out the weights of this. It's like a high weight this race isn't it because they're all probably higher rated than 78s and they're here with all those big weights and Kirkaby 
Got all the breaks in the world winning last start, but at least he's in winning form and does a good job. Five, four, two and three. Yeah, leave that graphic up for me. Five, four, two and three. So five, Aristonis. I do agree in, in that he's probably short enough now. $2.25, but he does look to be a stayer. Going places. Happy to overlook last start. No, that was at Caulfield. We just got a long way back and never really got into the race. He's two wins prior to that over the mile. Uh, we're pretty sharp. So, yep, we can be in his corner to bounce back. And given he has placed over the hurdles out to 3,500 metres, you wouldn't think 2,400 metres holds any fears. So United, he's going to be very hard to chase down here with Hippo doing the steering. He's a fit horse. He's an honest horse. And he's going to be hard to catch. Two United Nations, whether he's half a run short, potentially. No, he does get out to the 2,400 metres quickly from the 1,800 metres. But his overseas form speaks for itself. And three, Kirkaby did beat So United there last start. So that obviously has him somewhere in the mix again. Five, four, two and three. Let's see what's da what Darren's found. He's with So United, number four on top to beat five, two and three in race number three at Rose Hill. Onward we go to race number four. This is the Valet John Duggan Handicap who uh, sadly passed uh, during the week. Uh, condolences to his family and anyone who knew John. 1,400 metres is the trip here, Hurls. Talk us through the market. Yeah, OK, so uh, we've got four victory coming out. One set the win. Kangaroo Court, 18 by 15. And Amor Victorious, zero. Kangaroo Court would have started favourite. It's now the favourite for the Forbes Cup tomorrow. And it's currently a $2.20 chance. All right, so it leaves us with Hollywood Hero up the top. $9, $5, Tashi, Ivan's Hero, $5.50, Ramones $10, Pink Baroque at $6, Dakota Vroom at $4.40 and makes it favourite, $5 Nana's Wish and State of America at $23. So as you can see, $4.40 the field, a couple of schools of thought as to how this race is going to be run, including whether Ramones adopts those tactics that it did last and it goes uh, straight to the front. But uh, yeah, the race has changed complexion somewhat with the scratching of Kangaroo Court. Yeah, it does shake things up here, doesn't it? Uh, Speed-wise and market-wise, but Ramones does look to stroll across to take up the running, I would have thought. Hollywood Hero grabs his back thereafter. Maybe a horse like Dakota Vroom can punch up and, and be a little bit closer than we saw from her last start. But a bit of a, a battle of tactics here, at least on paper, Duff. Yeah, tricky race. Tricky race. And um, I'm hoping uh, that she can, Dakota Vroom, give it a race more forward. She did at Warwick Farm over the 1100 first up. Um, I just think she just got back in the ruck from a whitey straw the other day and when they were off and gone and she, the wheels were spinning. So I'm hoping at home here she gets into a rhythm from barrier one, keeps in touch. McAvoy knows her well. I'll lean her way to beat uh, the stable mate Pink Baroque, who resumed winning well and uh, has to be amongst a host of chances here. I'll show in Ivan's hero, the unknown. I just think... Um, Chris, what the Chris Waller's got to handle on this race with the three runners, got the McDonald factor, and I think back on a dry track at fourteen hundred will suit um, uh, this gelding. And best of the rest is maybe the leader Ramones is going to give you a bit of a side up front nine eight five and six. Yeah, and just on Kangaroo Court, he's accepted on Sunday in the Forbes Cup there, so mm. chasing uh, a bit of a, a big dance eligibility. But six, eight, nine, and one for me. Six Ramones. He's on trial over fourteen hundred metres, but I think this race sets up nicely for him, just to back off enough in the, in the middle stages there to get his chance to run it out strong. Uh, I like what he did there last. Uh, I thought that was a, a bit of a glimpse of a return to form, and it did coincide with an aggressive ride. Put him out in speed. Uh, he likes to roll along out in front. That was so how he, how he impressively won his maiden last. 
last campaign. Eight pink for rope. You'd think she can only improve on what she did there first up, where she was one of the race outsiders, but she probably wasn't entitled to win over the sprint trip. So 1,400 beaters now. Yeah, she has to do it in Saturday company, but a lot of his rivals or her rivals here are in a similar boat. I want to see Dakota Varun bounce back. I've always held her in pretty high regard. She was great on debut behind Paracel. Good winner there first up at the midweeks, where she was ridden out of a comfort zone and did have excuses there last start. And one Hollywood hero. Looks to get on speed favours, just camping in behind the speed. And he does come here a last start winner. Six, eight, nine and one. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray there in race number four at Rose Hill Gardens. We get the thoughts of Darren Flindell, number nine, Dakota Vroom on top. Uh, nine to beat six, eight and four for Darren in that fourth race at Rose Hill. Race number five is over 1,200 metres here, Hurls, and a field of nine to face the starter. Hurls, race five. Wave Rider Boy is our firm favourite here, uh, Luke. It's at $2.15. We went up two seventy on Wednesday afternoon. Dakota Vroom comes out 14 by 12. No way ever at 9.50. 2.15 now for Wave Rider Boy. Petulant at $5. Proverbial at 19. We've got 19 also for Lady Brook. Kawaki is a $23 chance. Smart Little Miss, 13. 5.50 Lavero. And then we go down to Pico Ballerino. It's at 19. 2.15 now, Wave Rider Boy. We went up 2.17 on Wednesday afternoon. Been very popular. It's going to be a bit of a nervous watch. Uh, you're back, Wave Rider Boy. We know her pattern. Get back, find your feet, and really hit the line. That's not to say that she can't win. There looks to be enough speed, I guess, on paper. Maybe no way ever uh, can put herself right there. Kawahati coming across, and then you've got Petulant and Lavero, uh, who've both got a bit of gate speed as well, Duff. Uh, yep, I'm with Lavero here. I just think, although uh, uh, it's had a couple of goes at 1200 earlier in her career she seems to be much more switched on at her past two preparations there was dominance in the win the other day and prior to that I thought she'd been unlucky the other two runs back from a spell so happy to go with the form that she's in and the position that she's going to be in the run here where Wave Rider Boy although going really good this mare I think uh, up to 59 today giving a start with a sprint home uh, is a little question mark but she's certainly got the form on the board Proverbial is a good long shot for me I thought forgiving the Ramoni went out class but not the worst here she's a, she's a pretty honest mare I know most of the form is just highway form but um, look this is not a strong 78 and best of the rest I'm hoping for a more of a maybe a more of an aggressive ride for smart little miss in a race like this because uh, I like the way she's going although it, it does look a little bit awkward for her on the map but uh, she just had to probably give a little bit too much start there the other day I'm nine two four and seven also nine, Lavero nine, two, seven, and three. At the price, I thought she was one of the better gambles across the meeting. Uh, Five dollars fifty. I think that's more than fair enough. Fifty-four kilos. She's going really well this time back. Uh, she had no luck behind Petulant first up. That ties in quite neatly uh, to also Wave Rider Boy tying that form form line in. She was good there last start. She was dominant. So yeah, I think she finds the right race at the right time. That's no knock on the talent of Wave Rider Boy. It's there for everyone to everybody to see how well she's going this time in. More so a knock on the price. Two dollars fifteen. Seven smart little miss. There's some nice depth to her form lines as well this time back. She ran third behind Omni Man and Insurrection first up. Wasn't beaten far by So Am I last time out. And three Petulant. I guess you're reluctant to overlook the obvious given that Petulant has beaten Wave Rider Boy and Lavero uh, in two recent starts. Nine, two, seven, and three. Let's see what Darren's found in uh, race number five. Lavero as well. Number nine to beat two, three, and seven for Darren 
in race number five on the program. We kick on to the sixth race at Rose Hill Gardens, previewing this uh, meeting with Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley. And in race number six, it's 13.50 metres and a benchmark 78. We've lost Exilatus and Gracilis Styler out of this particular race. Hurls, what does the market say? Exilatus, uh, uh, six by seven of the deduction and Gracilis Styler, zero. But this is so am I at $6.50. King of Naples at $3.40. Regal Palm, 460. 330 Watergo makes it favourite. 26 to 23 running bare for victory, 26. 26 Bluff and Bluster and O Tycoon. It's $7. It's, it's um, met with support already this morning. It's in from 850 But Watergo on that last start win is our favourite at 330 there are a lot of punters thinking that it'll go straight to the front and prove hard to chase down, and it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, you've got King of Naples, who's pretty versatile, but now he's fit. I guess they sum it up in terms of how well he jumps in the early stages where he'll be in the run. And Regal Palms, you get a lovely smother from the inside draw there, Duff. Yep, I agree with that, and that's why I like him. I think he's been well set up in a suitable race here. Scratched from a wide barrier last week where he was ready to go. He's trialling nicely, and he, he does sprint well fresh. There's no doubt he should have won first up last preparation. I think he'd be very hard to beat with clear running. Dangers are definitely what it goes. He's come up well and can only improve off that last start win going up in distance, considering he's, he's won up to 15.50. And two, so am I... He's just flying. He's the last two. I thought, oh, well, he's got his... He's won another race when he won that uh, midway two starts back, but I thought he produced a pretty good performance putting two together the other day, and um, he may have just turned the corner. Five, I think, is the gamble of the day to beat six, three, and two. Yeah, I like him too. Five, three, six, and two. Regal Palm, it looks pretty straightforward. Just grab the back of what he goes, where he goes in the straight is where you follow. I know his first up record suggests that he tends to improve with the run, but I think that's a, a touch deceptive. He was actually unlucky first up last campaign when a narrow third there at Randwick, and he did lump 62 kilos. So I like the way that he's trialled. Uh, he is a horse that did take a dozen starts to break his maiden, but he's really gone on with it since. Three, King of Naples. I thought he was short enough in the early market. That's starting to correct itself now, but he is chasing three straight and finds James McDonald. Six, what goes, you'd think can only be improved off last start, and I like the way he was in for the fight there to beat Brudnell. Out to 1,400 metres looks to suit even better. And two, so am I. Tail in the air, and he's chasing three straight himself. Five, three, six, and two. Uh, special from Darren here, boys. Uh, six, what he goes on top to beat three, two, and five. Uh, about to take a break, but, Brad, I know you touched on the map there, but um, King of Naples, it, it does look a little bit awkward for him, doesn't it? I know Racing New South Wales have got him just reverse parking into that one, <laughs> one. Is it out of the question that J-Mac might just say, I'm... I'm not going to muck around here. I'm just going to send him outside the lead or even ask the question of what he goes if he really wants to hold the front. Yep, potentially. I think that's the beauty with King of Naples, though, is that he can settle just about anywhere. We mm. saw him win from, what, fifth, sixth, somewhere midfield last start. You go back to last preparation, and he was a, a pretty much an all-the-way winner there at Gosford. So I think J-Mac comes out neutral. Uh, if nothing wants to kick up underneath him, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him outside the lead. Yeah, I'm in two minds with that. I... Um I would have said yes, he'd, he, he has to be aggressive early uh, to maybe get across and rather than I would think Watergo's leading and O-Tycoon running cover for him and slowing the speed up, the stable mates. But then when King of Naples won last week, after the race, John O'Shea said, um, look, I think he might have said to Shannon, he was held up, held up, held up and then sprinted and he said, that's good for this horse. He needs to be held up and ambush them late. So now that's put me in two minds to think what they're going to do today, whether they're going to go back, looking, keep going back, looking for cover 
to ambush again or just ride the map here and and go forward and ride him different. So I think it's up in the air as far as uh, what he's going to do. The other one I thought could go forward today is Running Bear. Uh, Running Bears could go more forward than what she did first up. I think you made a good point, Duff, um, in regards to King of Naples. He's showing a lot more late strength with that cover or with that sit as opposed to earlier in his career. He was that free-rolling type who liked to, to get out in front. I think he's showing that that other string to his bow. I'm telling you now, if he drew barrier four, he'd definitely be just looking yeah. to tuck in. They're just dictated to a little bit with that draw, aren't they? They are, for sure. Mm. No, no, definitely. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, the quadrilla legs for Rose Hill Gardens. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races one to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. World Class Printer Merchant Navy offers Group 1 quality at an affordable price at Keringal Stud in 2023. The son of champion sire Fast Ed Rock was among the best of his generation, winning the Coolmore Stud Stakes at Flemington and the coveted Diamond Jubilee at Royal Ascot. At Stud, Merchant Navy has produced this season's stakes winners, Steel City and Royal Merchant. A dual Group 1 winning three-year-old, Merchant Navy will stand at a fee of 13200 Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Rydal Me. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydal Me, 279 Victoria Road. Opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is a deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that we can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to the show, Racing HQ. How's your Saturday, everyone? I uh, hope you're having a good start to the day. Uh, we're gearing up for Rose Hill Gardens, Missile Stakes. We'll preview that race in a few moments. We are up to race number seven, about to have a look at the quaddy with Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley, who's got the market for us for the race number seven hurls. And this is a 1,200 metre, benchmark 78. Yeah, Classy JB and O Tycoon both come out, but zero deductions, so it gives us a true market here. Uh, Brudenell, $7, 18 Pegasi. Now, Tristate, it's been well supported all week. It went up $15, it's $10 this morning. 34 for Huon. Legio, 10, and back up from Melbourne is a 320 chance, went up 370. Our favourite is Time to Boogie at 270, 650 for Gita San and Noble Conqueror, 18. There's been a lot of action this morning necessarily on this race, but um, as I said, Tristate, $15 in the 10 probably been a significant move, but the favourite time to boogie currently at 270. Hurls, Fajita San, any early support there? 
no. Uh, let me have another look just at the trade there. No, it's actually got out from 550 to 650. Um, but as far as the hold on the race, no. Well, we've got um, Time to Boogie, Legio 10 and Tristate all holding more than it. I mean, it's oh, not okay. absolutely out the gate, but it's 550 to 650. But, yeah, nothing Nothing I'd Yeah, I'd like to see a bit of a market push for him mm. late in betting. But going to the speed here, you've got Brudnell and Time to Boogie. Are they happy just to pair off together? Brudnell holds the front, Time to Boogie settles outside, uh, potentially. But if they happen to carve each other up, all of a sudden it brings a bit of a back marker into play. So the first couple of hundred metres are probably significant here as for how this uh, race has run off. Yep, I agree. I, I'm, I'm pretty keen on Tri-State here at the odds. Um, he's firmed up this morning, but I just think he's way over the odds here. After a good first up run, he ran in a, he won in a benchmark 88 second up last time and he was beaten less than a length by Remark. Prior to that, he'd won second up in his previous preparation. So it looks a, a lovely little target and he's found himself a lovely little race for himself here and he, he's got that form obviously around Remark and Omni-Man there first up. So, I want to be with him from the good draw. Um, I'm terrified of Fujita Sand, but the market says no today. We all saw that trial. Um, hard horse to work out. You know, like he's, he was um, favourite for a blue diamond there at one stage, and then he, he obviously went to a Guineas and a Derby, which didn't work, and he's had his issues. But that trial, you just have to take note of it. Uh, time to boogie, yep, no knock. Absolutely flew the other day. Kicked off the 1,200-metre box. Michael seems happy with him. Gets a good on-pace run. Um, and best of the rest, I was going to let the yard market tell me about Legio 10, and it's saying yes. So he, he looks very well fancied with consistent winter Victorian form. Three, yeah, I like three at the value. He's a must-bet for me from 875. Yeah, I've gone with eight for Gita Sand here. I'd seen his believing with that trial. They just don't trial that well and not run well. So eight, one, seven and five. Where does he fit in? I don't know. But the fact that six of his nine starts to date uh, have been in black type races suggests that Team Hawks have always had a high opinion of him. He returns a gelding. Will that be the making of him? Uh, maybe so. We'll find out today. One, Brudnell draws underneath time to boogie. And I think that is significant. Uh, he's holding his form really well this time in. I can't see him going backwards. Time to boogie. I think he's short enough. Uh, he did get a degree of control there last start, but I do love the way that he really put his rivals to the sword. Lady showed a lovely little bit, bit of dash there from on top of the speed. And five, Legio 10. If the leaders happen to overdo it, uh, he is 1,400 metres back to 1,200 metres and presents a very fit resource. 8175. 8175 for Brad Gray there. And uh, we've got Darren Flindell's numbers, 8, 7, 1, and 3. Fujita San on top for Darren in that seventh race. We come now to the feature, the missile stakes over 1,200 metres. Uh, great field here, Hurls. Um, what's the market been doing? Give us a little bit of a snapshot this week, um, how it's sort of all unfolded and what's happening right now. Yep, no, not a problem at all. Well, Big Parade, off the back of that trial, was always going to go up favourite. We went up $3.10, and it's now into $2.80. But, gee, they're keeping Iron Me very, very safe and have it all week. It's $3.20, and we went up as uh, $3.10 chance. So it's been very, very sustained, 
sort of solid support for it. Um, away from that, the one scratching there, if you called it, uh, three by three, uh, is the only deduction in the race. Excuse me. Golden Mile is a $7 chance. We went up six fifty. Ingratiating, $11 into $8 since the market opened. Rocketing buyers got out from 13 to 19 280 now, big parade. Dragonstone, 21 100 to 1 for Fender. We will rock 18 18 deep poor. We went up 23 Did write a few bets on it on Wednesday afternoon as well. Uh, Argentia is at 14 to 19 and I am me at 320 So what, we've got 40 cents separating these top two in the market. Big parade and I am me. Uh, one that's called my eye in terms of just just a stable change uh, is Argentia. I know we're talking about big parade and it uh, trolled sensationally, but Argentia now in the care of uh, Joe Pride as well. You know, she's always been a talented mare. Uh, maybe it all suddenly clicks for her. Uh, now she's had a little change-up of scenery. But speed-wise, what gives here? Is I Am Me the leader and Big Parade sits outside? Or does I Am Me hand up and Big Parade carves across? Interesting, all eyes on that first couple hundred metres. I think Golden Mile looks to get a lovely plum run just in behind the speed. So if you like him, he shouldn't have any excuses as far as the map goes, Duff. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, the market's been very stable, hasn't it, since they first opened? So it's a competitive race, but they've singled out these two favourites, and I can understand why. Um, I'm leaning Big Parade to beat IME. Um, I don't know what happens in the run uh, with Clark and Parr. Um, dictating terms here, I don't think they're going to go hammer and tong. And I think Big Parade probably outs maybe outsprints I am me, but there's not much in it. Um, the two finishers are definitely to pour on a backup at 1200. He's got a fitness edge, and I've always been a, a fan of Argentia, and I cannot let her go round without probably putting her in the quaddy at least, uh, just in case, because the trials have been good. Four, eleven, nine, and ten. Yeah, and you heard everything you wanted to hear from Joe Pride this morning. He gave mm. Argentia a nice little push to say that she's come up quite well. I've got her in the mix. I've got her fourth pick. I've gone 4, 11, 1 and 10. Keen on the chances of Big Parade. I know he spent 68 weeks on the sidelines, but he has had four trials and he did win the most recent of those, as we've touched on, by 21 lengths, if you don't mind. So you go back to his two first up runs and if he repeats either of those... I think he wins this race. One of those, he broke the Kemble Grange uh, track record from out in front, and then he went down narrowly in a Group 1 Galaxy where he actually gave the entire field a, a bit of weight. So on his day, he is a genuine uh, Group 1 sprinter, Group 2 sprinter. 11, I am me. Uh, tactics will be interesting in the early stages. Uh, what's her best chance of winning the race? I would have thought leading, uh, but maybe that's up for debate as well. I like what she did last campaign. She did start it in Benchmark 78 company against her own sex and then ended it in the Group 1 Oakley Plate and jumped a, a single-figure odds chance. She's trialled up well. One gold mile is not particularly well placed under the conditions of the race. He has to give them all weight, paying the penalty for his Group 1 win, but I like the way he's trialled and a big watch on him in the yard to see how forward he is. But he did start a $2.20 favourite in the Expressway Stakes, first up last preparation, and 10 Argentia for all the reasons we have mentioned. She could be the knockout. 4, 11, 1 and 10. Darren Flindell in the Missile Stakes, big parade number 4 to beat 1 11 and 8. Um, just on Big Parade too, Brad, in a, a bit more depth. He, It's been spoken about he's got these spikes in his form where yeah. some of his runs are just lengths and lengths better than anything he, 
he's ever done. Um, how does Joe Pride get that consistency out of him? I mean, I guess it starts with the great grounding he's got, having had the four trials, and this is important kick, uh, kick-off for him, isn't it? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Is that the type of horse he's always going to be? Uh, just dynamite on his day and then he can regress because you do look at his past performances and you're 100% spot on. Um, on his day, he's a, he's a genuine Group 1 sprinter, but he has got it in his locker to disappoint uh, when he's short in the market. So I'm not sure if there's any rhyme or reason as to when that does to happen, but trusting his pattern in terms of he does tend to fire first up. So if he can yeah. get the cash today, obviously going to tread a little bit wary uh, second and third up. But, yeah, I'd be interested to see if he does find that level of consistency because who knows where he finds himself if he does start stringing a few together. Any take there, Duff? I mean, he's he's hard to knock. His overall record's great, eight from eighteen. He's a he's a top horse, but he does have those really big Group One figures uh, when he's on song. But he, he can sometimes race below that, Duff. He can, but he's really. I don't think he's ever really disappointed in his past. Well, three preps at least, where he's run a real bad race. Like he, when he got to thirteen hundred uh, in the Classic Legend behind Eduardo, two preps back, he was he just didn't run the thirteen hundred out, and he was around the mark. And and every time, look, he's uh, I think he's relatively consistent to tell you the truth. But he he does have some, like you said, he does have some big figures on the board, which he hasn't backed up on occasions. But look, he's two runs last prep even though it's a long time ago, we're both on heavy tracks. So, yep. uh, what we've seen in the trials, I think we can treat him, um, you know, uh, he's, he's up to his best. And you and I spoke about Golden Mile this morning in some depth uh, duff, but Brad, he's he's going to polarise opinion, I feel, a little bit, because he was that good three-year-old that won a Group 1 and his form just tapered a little bit last preparation, and I'm sure a lot of people are asking today, um, can he do it as an older horse? Um, is he back to his best off the trials? And it'll be a super interesting yard watch with him today as well. Yeah, Will, and I think you've got to remember too that last preparation, he had that little setback, didn't he, between the Expressway and the Canterbury Stakes, and despite that, he was only beaten, what, a length by Artorias in, in Peritrius. So, absolutely no denying his quality. How wound up is he for today? I'm not sure. And what are the targets for him? I'm not sure on that either. Um, Duff touched on it a little bit earlier. Is he a sprinter? Is he a miler? Or is it pretty much just a look and learn preparation for James Cummings as well, where you kick him off here? Uh, and then pretty much everything is on the table to this point, but there's no denying how well he's trialled. I like the fact that he finds James McDonald. We spoke about the weight scale mm. not necessarily being kind to him here, giving a, a, way, a, a bit of weight to Big Parade, but you look at the map here, and if these leaders are just paddling that last little bit, he's going to be the stalker, and he's going to be right there on their backs ready to pounce. So if you have tracked him all the way through, I would have thought around that $7, $8 quote, uh, you're probably getting a fair enough price to find out. Mm, absolutely, mate. Um, we just digress from a, for a second from the last two races too because I wanted to give this uh, a mention as well on the show today. It's pretty important. I think uh, it was a great media release on Thursday from Racing New South Wales about this uh, Equamillion competition which of course guys is uh, for retired racehorses uh, that can compete for prize money of up to a million dollars. Registrations are now open for this. Uh, you can do that at www.equamillion.com.au I think it's a fantastic concept Duff. Um, we heard Joe Pride talk about how much racehorses love their stimulation when they're in work uh, and sometimes when in the paddock they don't get that uh, this is another stage of their life that they can compete at the high level as a, a racehorse and then they've got this option that if they're a suitable horse they can compete for great money for uh, maybe a new ownership group uh, off the track in a, a new field. It's fantastic. <laughs> 
Yep, it is fantastic. You know, it's um, obviously uh, not a betting product, but that's not that it's part of the care of the horse and and people getting involved and having a you know a, a horse that they can mm. um, teach new things and uh, mature horses at that. And I think uh, uh, it's it's been received very well. It was put on the board. Uh, a while ago, but they've come to fruition and put the calendar up on the board now, and everyone's pretty excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, they are. Some of the the categories that you can compete in are eventing, show jumping, dressage, um, and a million dollars in prize money. So those registrations are open uh, as we speak for the Equimillion competition. I Let's actually thought, Luke, I actually thought that Duff was maybe feeling out Joe Pride and Eduardo there to take him for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take Eddie campaign. on. <laughs> Get Duff aboard, Eddie, uh, over the jumps. How good. Yeah. No, I think, oh, what, what were the other areas? Or dressage. Um, uh, what about eventing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe the dressage. <laughs> okay, the dressage. You go a bit slower and there's no jumps uh, yeah, for yeah. that, isn't there? That's right. Uh, great stuff. Uh, let's go to race number nine, guys. 1,800 metres. And Hurls, talk us through the market for this one. Yeah, I'll just go back to race number seven. Brad's asked about uh, the any support there for, for Gita Sam. We've just written a bet of 2500 each way at 650 and $1.90. So, um, there you go. Yep, there you go. Well, someone out there that like it. It retains that $650 quote. Well, we go to the Premier's Cup prelude, where this is the best back runner on the card today, Faulkner Park. They launched into it on Wednesday afternoon. It's now a $2.20 chance. We went up as much as three twenty. Now, only minor deduction there for Long Villas. It comes out two cents for win. Polly Gray and Dawn Patrol, zilch. Calipore, $8.09. Now back to $8. 15 into 12 this morning, military mission. $8 to $7. Bonnie Ezra went off as much as $18 for it. Not necessarily off the back of Money, 61 chalk stream, bold Mac, eight out to nine fifty, hundred and fifty-one for own fortune. Uh Borna King's an eighteen dollar chance. Two twenty-five, gee, we bottomed out at two dollars this morning for Falkland Park. You're getting two twenty again now. Thirty-four raging ball. Max Snell six fifty to six dollars and twenty-three dollars purple sector. But as I said, Falkland Park, uh, they went crash bang wallop as soon as the market opened on a Wednesday afternoon, and that support has continued. Not a lot of pressure on paper here. Uh, the hard fit Mark Schnell right down the weights is going to make his own luck on top of the speed. Purple Sector, you'd think, would come across to keep him company. Military mission, I imagine, plan A is to be right there, but he takes a while just to really warm to his task and put himself there. But I imagine he settled down uh, in the first couple nice and fresh over the, the uh, what, 1,800 metres. So, yeah, a few here that just like to find their feet, though, Duff. Yeah, and uh, he'd be a good thing now, Max Schnell. You didn't even ask Joe about him this morning, so <laughs> usually the case. But uh, look, I'm pretty keen on Bonnie Ezra here. I think he's um, he's got a pattern to him where he performs third up. I thought he was uh, the eye catcher in the in the listed lead up there. Well, his two runs back have been outstanding in, in unsuitable races at the good level. So I think everything looks positive about him today. I think he can't do anything but run well. I'm a fan of military mission, but although he does usually improve with a run under his belt, but the way this stable's going at the moment, with those three trials, he should be ready to go on speed here. Um, I don't know what to think of Faulkner Park, um, other than he, he's... he's very short odds for a horse just out of benchmark 78 class. So, yep. It's hard to knock winning form. He's been beautifully placed to date. We'll find out more about him today. The market says yes. Carla Paws, the forgotten horse. Um, residual Queensland uh, group form and lovely tick over trial after that 70 day break. I like five, five, four, 11 and three.
Yeah, I'm also with him. I think the price has been corrected now, but 5, 13, 11 and 3, 5, Bonnie Ezra. Hasn't he been great in his two runs back this time in? First up in the Civic Stakes, where he actually clocked the fastest closing splits of the entire Randwick meeting. Backed that up four weeks later with a fast finishing six in the Winter Challenge over 1,500 metres. So he was a third up winner. Last preparation, night sense of timing, finds James McDonald. He's going to be hard to hold out. 13, Mark Schnell, catch me if you can. I like this setup, catching a few of his rivals, at least on, on a fitness hop here. He's going to be hard to chase down and all he has to do is hold his form to prove hard to beat again Tyler Schiller sticks he's got that good form through zoom on 11 Faulkner Park in the context of him being 2400 metres back to 1800 metres five weeks between runs I thought the price uh, was very skinny but if he can continue on his winning ways who's not to say that a Metrop uh, isn't out of the question and he's already a $15 chance in that particular race and three Carla Paul 10 weeks between runs he's got that residual fitness there from Queensland uh, I do like the fact that he does kick off over the 1800 metres and he should get a nice spot there from barrier one 5 13 11 and 3. Let's see what Darren's found uh, in race number nine. He's gone with 11 on top as his top selection. That's Faulkner Park to beat 13, 5 and 4. Um, do we think he could be a, a carnival horse duff, Faulkner Park, or too early to say? Well, I'll tell you this afternoon. Yeah. Do you think yeah. this is a key, key race to sort of uh, assess where he is? Definitely. Yeah. No, definitely. This is a, a better level. I'm not saying the race is, you know, uh, loaded with talent, but if he can put paid to this field... Uh, a few hard heads here. Um, I think they're cooking with gas and, you know, it's up to them whether they want to continue on. But he's had his little freshen now and maybe you could have another little freshen going into another grand final or two over the spring. Yep, 100%. Uh, so 11, 13, 5 and 4 there for Darren Flindell in race number 9. Brings us to the last today at Rose Hill Gardens. We started with the Tab Highway. We finished with the Tab Handicap. It's over 1,500 metres. A benchmark 78. Talk us through the prices here, Hells. Yeah, and Super Friendships, zero deduction. 12 by 11, Powerful Peg, Hollywood Hero, zero, and Kangaroo Court, 16 by 13. And just repeating, it's the favourite for the Forbes Cup tomorrow afternoon. It's currently at 2.20. We've got King's Hair, it's an $18 chance. $4 Space Tracker. We've got Osbred Rising Sun, $6.50. $11 for Tajneed. Grisilla Styler is our favourite at 3.10. 26 Night, Barrel and Band at 18. Festival Dancer, 26. 34 on Felicity and Amor Victorious down the bottom. It's $5. We went up as much as $12 for it. So it's been uh, well supported. But Priscilla Style Up, punters doing what they do every week and back it. Uh, much to the joys of the boogies because, uh, yeah, it's been a while between drinks for uh, Priscilla Style Up. It's the 310 favourite and once again the most popular runner. Yep, Grisella Styler in the get-out. So we know what he'll do. Uh, he'll be out in the second half, and hopefully, for his sake, uh, the speed is genuine enough. There doesn't look to be a stack of pressure on paper, I wouldn't suggest. I'm more victorious. Uh, Spears forward, Knight now third up. I imagine there's some early intent. There was some early intent there second up, but a few kicked up underneath and just uh, forced him to get a, a little bit further back than I think they would have liked. Festival Dancer, as she gets into her campaign, uh, she can race closer and closer to the speed. And I'd suggest there's a nice spot there for Space Tracker just in behind those two duff. Yep, um, pretty keen. Geez, the price has disintegrated. Uh, more victorious uh, down the bottom here. Last race, Bjorn, no weight, controlling things up front and rolls along and hopefully to victory here. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, it's been cut more than in half that price. So I think Priscilla Styler, we're quite likeable, although there's no wins in 512 days, and uh, he is a little bit cursed, the horse. He, nothing seems to go right for him. Osbred Rising Sun will be running on at the finish, and Taj Need 
obviously had a few issues but does have talent i don't know where to, i didn't know what to think of space tracker here he just seemed a bit uh, at one pace there at uh, grafton last time but previous form was progressive so but in saying that i'm keen on the bottom one 14 6 3 and 5. Yeah, I've gone 3, 6, 2 and 14. We'll get nine looks at this track today at Rose Hill to see how it is playing. But if it's no disadvantage to be coming down the middle, maybe Osbred Rising Sun is just a little bit too good for his rivals. I'd like to see a market push. I thought Brad Whittup this morning was lukewarm. Uh, maybe Jason Collett was a, a touch more bullish to suggest that he has got the, the, the class potentially uh, to overcome the obstacles which are obvious in that he is first up here. He's going to be somewhere out the back and 1,500 metres is probably as short as he wants it. But I love the progression that he made last campaign. He went from winning a, a Class 1 there at Newcastle as a $1.35 favourite to next start running third behind Pericles in the Group 2 Autumn Classic. Thereafter, uh, he didn't quite measure up in Rose Hill Guineas and Tullock Stakes, but Brad Whittett did mention that he'd probably come to, come to the end of his campaign. So two trials. Uh, yeah, keen to see what he can do first up. Maybe going towards bigger and better things. Six, Grassel Ostyler can find trouble. Surely it's all going to fall into place for him sooner rather than later. Two, Space Tracker. He fits in quite nice here. Coming back in grade to a benchmark 78. Had his chance chance here in the South Grafton Cup last start. You have to respect that he did jump a $3.60 elect. And prior to that, placings behind Resonator, Samana and Attractable. All read very well in hindsight and are more victorious. Uh, does look ready. Does look to get Matt Favors. And I can see why. Duff's keen. I can see why there's been plenty of market support. 3, 6, 2 and 14. And for Darren, he's with number 2, Space Tracker, to beat 6, Graceler Styler, 5 and 14. 2, 6, 5 and 14 for Darren Flindell in race number 10. Uh, Ron Duffersey, thanks for your help uh, this morning. What's your best for Rosewood uh, Gardens? A Regal Pom. Race six, number five is my best, and other bets on the program at, at odds include the last there are more victorious. And Tri-State and Bonnie Ezra are both bets for me as well, but uh, Regal Pom the best. Beautiful, mate. Have a good day. We'll see you on Th Sky Thoroughbred Central throughout the afternoon. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffersey. Brad Gray, what about for yourself? Yeah, two best bets for me. Race five, number nine, Lavero. I think everything's fallen into place for her quite nicely here to make that transition from uh, a good win there at the Provincials. Comes straight to town, 54 kilos on her back. Just has to run out a strong 1,200 metres. But other than that, I think she's mighty hard to beat. And we'll go with Big Parade. I think he's here to make a bit of a statement first up. Four trials, ready to rock and roll. So that's race eight, number four, Big Parade in the Missile Stakes. Not out of the realms, mate. If he finds his best and holds it, he could be in a, an Everest at some stage. The big E. Oh, yeah, I've said it. 56 minutes to mention I've it. I've said it, it Butters. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Why couldn't he? I mean, if he if he found his absolute best form and he could hold those peak ratings, I think he's good enough to make the field. Absolutely. Yep, I've got no doubt in the world whatsoever. You do find that those Everest, so they're pretty high pressure, aren't they? So oh, yes. whether it'd suit a horse like True. him rolling on the on top of the speed, maybe not, but on his day and on class alone, no way. Uh, you could say that he wouldn't earn his spot uh, and make his presence felt. Strong showing, mate. First preview back. Uh, you're back. Yep, only down from here. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> There's Brad Gray. Uh, good to have him with us. Andrew Hurley, any market information before uh, we move on to the Melbourne preview? Well, yeah, just waiting on that uh, Jockey's Challenge for Sydney to open. That shouldn't be too far away. I can tell you the best back to runner on the card is Faulkner Park and in the opener, uh, the favourite there. What's it into now? Barandana. It's at $1.85. So if you want to mould up those two best back to runners on the card and the uh, $1.85 and the two twenty five is a little bit too skinny, uh, you would be looking at a dividend, uh, can tell you, of... Uh, what have we got? Uh, 
this uh, work for me. What are you looking at? Uh, 185 times two. You could look at around uh, four dollars. So uh, you might want to play it that way. Beautiful hills. Uh, chat to you in a sec for our Melbourne preview. Stick with us on Sky Sports Radio. If you are watching us on Sky Racing, that's where you leave us this morning. Have a great Saturday. Hope you're back. Uh, plenty of winners. The coverage of uh, Racing HQ Saturday continues via the radio networks, or you can listen to us via the Tab app. The biggest sporting event in the Northern Territory. Racing in the Cup. The Darwin Cup. And away they go as the gates fall back. 2006. Right of Archway, the outside running on. Further back, Sylvester now getting into the clear and a long way back to Bad Boys. It's Nozzy in front of Sacred Shield with 100 to go. Nozzy holding on from Sacred Shield. Sacred Shield's going to take a dive. They hit it. Nozzy wins the Cup. The Darwin Cup. Live. Monday, August 7th. On the National Racing Service. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit the for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Broodmare owners will have a selection of the best bloodlines in the world at Coringal Stud in 2023. Merchant Navy and Finance Tycoon are newcomers to Coringal and will stand alongside the dual Group 1 winner, Price Icon. Exciting stallion prospect Sandbar and the proven, the Brothers War. Sons of champion Sires, Fast Net Brock, Written Tycoon, More Than Ready, Stitzel and Warfront with black type throughout their dam site. A star-studded stallion roster at affordable fees. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Chardonnay by De Bortley, of course. Here's the traffic. Worried about cheap insurance? Who offers great value cover you won't regret? Amy does. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the PDS and TMD at amy.com.au and consider whether it's right for you. Carlingford, a car and pedestrian accident on Marsden Road at Pendle Hills Road. One southbound lane is closed. Glazeville busy both ways on Victoria Road at Jordan Street. Northbound the M1, no issues to Gosford. Has your pet eaten something it shouldn't have? For any pet emergencies, the Animal Referral Hospital is open 24-7, including public holidays. Visit ARHVets.com. I'm Luke Jermaine, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Star Turn is the perfect outcross stallion. Star Turn starred for Vinery at this year's sales. He averaged over nine times his service fee at the majors and his yearlings sold up to $550,000. Get bang for your buck. Talk to Vinery. 02 6543 And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic. 
Sixth Soil. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because the Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The biggest sporting event in the Northern Territory. Racing in the Cup. The Darwin Cup. And away they go as the gates fall back. 2020. They head for the judge and Ash Gray. It's gone to the lead, the Gray. It's the Hymns coming out after him. Sava to excel. It's gone. It's the Hymns going out after Ash Gray. Can the Gray go back to back? It's the him. Ash Gray. Ash Gray. It's the him. It's the him goes back to back. He's brilliant. The Darwin Cup. Live. Live. Monday, August 7. On the National Racing Service. Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday. About to have a look at the Melbourne meeting today, which is Flemington. It's about to go 9.04 on Sky Sports Radio. Warren Huntley, Mark Hunter, Andrew Hurley uh, joining us for this Flemington preview. I'll say good morning to Mark Hunter. Firstly, Mark, how have you found Flemington today? Good morning to you. Morning, Luke. Uh, yeah, first day of 10 races down here. I think I think there are a few winners there. We have to shoot straight in a few races, a few tough ones, but hopefully we come out on the right side of the ledger. Yeah, mate, big day, uh, the 10 races to get through. Warren, how did you find getting through these 10 races? Good morning to you as well. Yeah, good morning, Luke. Yeah, there's a workload, but you guys are used to that with the 10 race programs. In Sydney, we've oh, just yeah. got to lift our game. I thought it was a, yeah, as Mark said, there's some races where you'd be keen to play into and some races where you're probably more happy to to be a spectator than anything else. Hopefully we pick the right ones to play. And Mark, um, I know you were away last week, but the Valley played pretty well. Um, you, you, did, you watch it, did you watch it closely? I'm being <laughs> sarcastic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, the Valley, it's not unusual for the Valley to do that right yeah. out I think, you know, lots of people jump up and down and yell and scream and we've all done that through the years. But I think uh, as long as we can work to a solution and, you know, we don't get a repeat of that too often. That, that's the best outcome for us. Exactly. Warren, why was it out five? I mean, we hadn't raced there for so long and you forecasted it perfectly. You said uh, when we previewed it, this is what will happen and it did. Yeah, I think they're protecting the inside five metres for some feature meetings coming up and just the way the weather patterns have been and the, yep. the shade and the, the fact that there are some areas at the track that, that don't dry out and the conditions we've had just, uh, you know, it all conspired to produce a, a, a track that... Certainly favoured on-speed runners, but, yeah, I think having the rail out five metres for the, the Saturday meeting was less than ideal. If there was, you know, an extra five metres that the, the participants could have angled for and effectively got the better ground, that perhaps would have been a, a better option. I'm sure the powers of Beale look at what the options are for, 
for the future. But um, yeah, uh, the uh, the explanation was that effectively they were just uh, you know wanting to protect that ground from a recently renovated track for the future meetings coming up. Yeah, it's a good insight. We understand why uh, they did it, and um, it just is what it is. Um, we've got Andrew Hurley with us as well, uh, joining oh. us for this Melbourne preview. Hurls, how's the betting activity been for Flemington? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if our uh, two friends in Melbourne uh, actually drop off the line. What an intro from you. It's, it's, it's passive-aggressive as it gets. Oh, the, uh, no, no, Melbourne, no, no. Uh, Not at all. I'm just, just having a little joke, having a bit of fun, Hurls. Uh, don't be the fun police. Uh, just. Uh, the, only, the only thing I would say about that um, last four year was well, it's been, it's been well, well. Was, I mean, if you were a punter who had a bit early, you, you probably had exactly, no hope, but, I mean, that, you can adjust exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, if you had had a bit early, you were in all sorts, but then it was pretty easy just to pick off the speed map and, um, and bet oh, accordingly. Just, but anyway, hopefully we don't have such uh, dramas at Flemington today. We're in the opener. River Noir is one of the best backed runners on the card. Look, it's only 380 into 260. In fact, it was 280 about 90 seconds ago into 260, but uh, weighted money sees it very popular. Uh, Anilla is an $8.50 chance, 23 our last cash. The Haas, 950, 18, fair enough. $6 Jean Valjean, but we went up 424, 34 for Squizzy Mizzy. River Noir opened up at 380 Wednesday, 280, now 260 this morning, $12 Nicolite. Smile and wave at eight dollars, one oh one and the general and Starley at ten dollars. Very good support here for River Noir. We kick off uh, with the thoughts now of Mark Hunter firstly in race number one, Mark, and um, as you give us your thoughts on the opening race, how do you think this track will play today? I think it'll be pretty firm. Luke, oh, look, they, they forecast Liam had a decision yesterday and they kept they kept forecasting rain. His latest update was rain, six mils will come at four PM. Well not a drop fell, so we might firm up as the day goes on here. I think River Noir will kick us off with a winner. It's run well down the straight. Its last run, it's at three wide, was too good. None of these horses in this race could do that. It's tried well, and I think it wins to beat number one, Anilla, who comes off a break. A ripper recent trial will run well. 12, Star Lee is consistent, got no weight after the claim, and six, John Valjean. The one well first up in Adelaide, comes across here, harder race, but got a chance. I think eight wins, eight, one, 12, and six. Yeah, on with uh, River Noir also. She's trotted up nicely to resume. And she had a really productive first racing prep and, and the placing behind her stable mate, She Dances, reads well for a race like this with, with She Dances going on to, to much better races and, and performing. So eight for me in a race that should set up pretty well for her with some good speed that she can follow. Ten Smile and Wave will be part of that speed. She was well below her best first up. She's been back to the jump outs since showed her usual dash there. I think she'll roll forward and give a sight. She's been effective down the straight previously. Six Jean Valjean coming across from Adelaide. The stable tend to pick their mark pretty well when they bring them across and this is a suitable race class-wise for Jean Valjean and one Anella was ridden with some intent in a recent jump out. Looks to be coming to hand well. 8-10-6-1. That's race number one at uh, Flemington today. We move to race number two Hurls, 1,200 metres for the three-year-olds and up. Yeah, it's a big field, and we've got four scratchings, however, no deductions, so a true market here, but it's a wide-open affair. Yulong Minister, a prompt prodigy, Richter, and Lord Almighty all come out. Up the top, we've got uh, Simply Optimistic, 71, 23, Love and Laughs, Rock Rib, 16, 21, Cosmic Rhapsody, Rivkin at $10, 101, Delightful Journey, Air Defence at $10, $8 in her stride, 
Smugglers runs a $12 chance, 16 Abaddon. Sabuma, $12. It's in from 16 this morning. Uh, the Prodigal Sun's our favourite, but it's 3 dollars out to four twenty. Twenty-six Cable de Vega. Intasar is an $18 chance, in from 23 41 duped by spin. And Jet Jitsu, seven fifty to 7 A dead set head scratcher for punters here. Jet Jitsu, dollar-wise, the best supported runner. How did you see it, Warren? Yeah, it's a head scratcher for me. Look, this is a, an aspirant sprint. So I suppose if you're looking for an analogy, this is a, or a comparison. This is the 10th race on the program, and it might line up with your midway races, so to speak, in terms of the, the restrictions on uh, on who can compete in this uh, this new 10th race on the card. And this one is a head scratcher. I'm within her stride on an each way basis. Her first up form's pretty good. She's jumped out nicely to resume, and I think it's a suitable option. For her, uh, the emergency 17 Jet Jitsu, the one that sneaks into the field, just had no luck at all first up. Uh, went to the line totally untested. Will still be fresh, you would think, for this run down the straight. 13, the Prodigal Sun's got some, some decent form lines. Ollie aboard. I don't think the wider barrier draws down the straight will be any real disadvantage. And two love and laughs. Tough, consistent, just uh, puts himself on the speed. That's what he'll do. He's got no real tricks, but he'll give a sight. 8, 17, 13 and 2. Yeah, down the bottom for me, number 17, Jet Jitsu, who's run well down the straight before, ran first up, was just charging up behind them, then had nowhere to go. Should have finished a whole lot closer to beat number 7, Air Defence, who was good two starts ago, caught wide last time. 13, the prodigal son. Big riding change here to D Oliver. Not a lot of pressure in the race, gets a nice run. And 15, Intazar, hasn't had the best of luck. Stackhouse taking over will run well. Tough race. I thought 17 would run well. 17, 7, 13 and 15. Let's go now to race number three at uh, Flemington this afternoon. 1,410 metres hurls, and I see Warlords as favourite here. Yeah, it is. It's at uh, 4.40, another wide open market. We've got a field of 10, no scratching. Uh, extreme Spirit for Gary Portelli, a $17 chance. $10 for Flying Cancelo. Genzatano, 5.50 from 6.50 on Wednesday. Going the other way is Gornski. It opens 3.40 on Wednesday. It's now 6.50 chance. 8.50 Orion the Hunter. Warlords, $6 posted early. 4.40 now makes it favourite. $15 for City Thunder. It's been a very good move here for Robrick. Open $12 Wednesday afternoon. 5.50 this morning. It's down to 4.80. Imminence 11 out from 6.50 and 21. Hey, Fat Cat. So Robrick, uh, just looking at the hold on the race here. Most of that money went on early. Uh, but, yeah, it's been sustained support. Genzatano popular also. How do you see race three, Warren? Uh, Mark, I'll, I'll go to you, Mark. Sorry. Uh, pretty tough race, Luke. I, look, I'm going to go with number four, Gornsky. who had its first go on dry ground last time at this trip and ran well. A few of these are queries at the trip. I think Gornsky off that last run will be hard to beat, to beat three, Gangitano, who trialled in blinkers, didn't have them first up, ran okay, gets the blinkers on here for the first time, and I think will go better. Seven City Thunder, looks like it'll be suited by the 400 metres first go, and six Warlords, who won a weak race, but... One okay, looks like the triple suited has got a chance. Four, three, seven, and six. Yeah, I'm with Gornsky also, but the, the market's certainly trending away from Gornsky. I think the runs in the distance range are a positive, been seasoned for this trip, whereas a few of them have got to get out to it and prove they can run it. And uh, the dry ground, as Mark referenced, was a real key to an improved performance last start, chasing a, a promising filly in Molly Nickers. So four for me, a three Gangitano who gets the, the blinkers on race day here, fitter 
for one run back from a spell and shaping like 1,400 metres may suit. Five Orion the Hunter coming through a form line that ties a, a bit of this together and arguably didn't have the best of luck at a crucial stage last start. And six Warlords won that race, was expected to win, was well supported to win on debut at sale, was strong through the line there, giving the indication the rising distance should suit. Four, three, five and six. Four, three, five and six there for Warren Huntley in the third on the program. We go to race number five now. It's uh, over 1,410 again. This is a, a wide open market here, Hurls. Any market lead for us? Well, I can tell you, well, I'll go through it and then I'll, I'll revert back with the hold on the race. Ruby Tuesday's at $13, $8 Queen Air, good and proper $12, a dual favourite Cardigan Queen, $5.50, 13 Starlight Scope, Adele Amore, 41 Five fifty Hellhounds, now it's in from eight fifty. There's support for Bower Bay. There was support for it last start. Also, it's fifteen dollars into five fifty. Yeah, there's been around six dollars in from double figures last start uh, when finishing second behind Hellhound. And then we go to Cuban Link, six dollars fifty, eleven dollars in pending shadow, and Rick's Cafe. Now, it's a $15 chance, but looking at the hold on the race, well, actually, it holds the second most amount of money invested today. It's only inward move is 17 to 15. So a really, really interesting market for one of a better term. Okay, yeah, well, that is interesting, Hills. I mean, uh, this market tells you it's a complex uh, race, Warren. Uh, did you see it that way or find an angle? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a real angle, Luke. Cardigan Queens had a gap between runs, but... They're one of the stables, the Marin Eustace stable, but you're less concerned about that than you would be with other stables. She's had a couple of jump outs between runs and, you know, I think there's just been circumstances, barriers, track conditions and the like. They've just been trying to find the right race for her and keep her up to the mark between runs. So leaning for Cardigan Queen and you can back her each way. I can understand the support for number 13, Rick's Cafe. She's an older mare, but she had a great prep last start. Rhiannon Schiffer does a terrific job with her low-profile stable, so potentially overlooked by the market initially. Gets right down in the weights here and has jumped out very nicely to resume. Eight Pellhound got the right run throughout the race last start. Inside barrier here should give very opportunity to, to run well again. And 11 Impending Shadow. She can't draw a barrier, but she's keeps running well in, in races that tie a bit of this form together. There's good speed up front with any luck. I think Impending Shadow's also in the mix. 4, 13, 8, 11. I found this a very tough race. I thought Fear Nought would win, and it's come out. So no real confidence. I'll go number one, Ruby Tuesday, who I thought ran well first up at the 1,200, and last time not as good a run, but the Barbie's Fox form is terrific form for a race like this. A lot of these are queries at the trip. Ruby Tuesday isn't. To beat number 13, Rick's Cafe. Last run before a spell, it beat a horse called So Unusual. That's fantastic form. Comes off a break, never runs badly, has trialled well. Three good and proper... I think is at its right distance range here, 1,400 metres dry ground, Flemington, and eight Hellhound. So he just gets a cheap run from the draw, had every possible chance last time, well enough to the claim, another winning hope. One thirteen three and 8. Okay, yeah, the thoughts there of Mark Hunter. We go to race number five now. Um, Hells, talk us through the market uh, here, race number, uh, this next race. Yeah, race number five. It's another wide open market here, and the deductions for uh, what's it, what do we call it, uh, Claymore, which was very impressive last week. Eighteen by fourteen. Farago uh, comes out as zero. Leaves us up the top with Mimi's Award, who's looking for three on the bounce. Absolutely loving Flemington. It's uh, four sixty to five dollars. 
Kendall and Seawaters, Lincoln King 41, Alhambra Lad opened at 460 this morning, it's into 420 and we opened up as much as 850 Wednesday afternoon, also support for first in line, it went up $10 Wednesday afternoon, it's $5 this morning, mostly cloudy is our favourite, 310 to 290, 31 the good fight, here for a good time 41, Savvy Valentino 23 and 34 state squad, so mostly cloudy is the favourite, 310 to 290, but good support for Alhambra Lad uh, right throughout the week. Okay, race number five here, Mark. Uh, again, another open race. Oh, can you look on number seven, Mostly Cloudy. I think it and Mimi's Award put the race out last time. Mostly Cloudy dragged Mimi's Award into the race. I think the way this race sets up, Alhambra led leads and Mostly, mostly Cloudy from that good gate just lobs along fourth or fifth on the fence, does no work, gets clear. I like Mostly Cloudy to win, to beat number one, Mimi's Award, who's flying, goes really well here at Flemington, got a great hope again. Two T waters. Bounce back to form last time in a week, a race and four, Alhambra lad. Gets on the dry ground, that's not really an issue. Gets a beautiful rain front, it's in great form. I just think this is a harder race. Keen on seven to win, seven, one, two and four. Not a lot to add on, on Mark's assessment of the race, particularly with number five, Cleedmore, coming out. Looks like Alhambra lad controls the tempo here and I'm hoping that mostly Cloudy doesn't have to get too far away and, uh, and I think can have a tactical advantage over... Mimi's Award, who gets the claim, so on face value, not that badly treated at the weights, and there wasn't a lot between them, obviously, last start. Mimi's Award's actually got the better of that weight turnaround after the claim, but I think the race sets up for, for mostly cloudy. Keen on him, seven ahead of one. Mimi's Award, who runs well at Flemington, no reason to think she won't be fighting out the finish again, but I'm hoping that mostly cloudy can have pinched a margin as opposed to last time. Two waters raced himself back into form and fitness and a Lambra lad looks like closing uh, a control in the race on speed 7-1-2-4. In the 2530 metre contest both of our experts Mark Hunter and Warren Huntley keen there on Mostly Cloudy what about race number 6 Hurls uh, we see this Shehar uh, to the races again for the Busset and Young team 2000 metres a benchmark 78. Yeah, and Jukon uh, what's that a uh, the Hawks team had Jukon a while ago just uh, having a look here. Is that a stable coach? Anyone? Or missing the horse on the Jukon, the top eight? Chris Wally used to have uh, Jukon. There you go. Yep. Okay, it's a $23 chance. A predetermined is a $34 chance. Shea Ha, our favourite, $420 as a budge. Court D, $10. Blue Cup, $950. Excel Man, $16. Marshall Eagle, $18. $31. Raise you $10. As good as sober gets, scratch from Sydney to race here. Damien Lane takes the ride. It's at $8. 34 for a garage. Or Chico, the nephew, eight fifty to seven dollars has been popular. Eight fifty to nine, Mayfair Spirit, Parisian Dancer, twenty three, nineteen, Confrontational, and Angel of Light at fourteen. Our favourite is pretty steady at four twenty, Shaha, uh, but the best back runner here would be the nephew. All right, uh, race number six, Warren Huntley. What are your thoughts? I'm with Shaha. This is another even race, and you, you do have to be forgiving of what was a plain run over what appeared to be a suitable trip last start, but. He's had a freshen up. He's been back to the jump outs over 1,400 metres, the jump out to keep him up to the mark, and uh, he gets the blinkers on here, and his run two starts ago here over the 2,000 metres was that of quite a promising horse. Blake's in aboard a three for me ahead of 14. The nephew, who looks suited, getting out to 2,000 metres now. Six Blue Cup had no luck at all in what could be a key form race for this Last start, just got really shut down in the home straight. Didn't get a chance to run the race on his merits. And 15, Mayfair Spirit through that same form line. 
in the mix in another even race, 3, 14, 6 and 15. Another one of your scratchings here, Aristanus, I thought was a good thing. And now with it gone, it's a wide, wide open race. No real opinion. I'll go number 18, Confrontational, who ran third behind Thorin two starts ago. I think that's good enough form for a race like this. Got the job done last time in an easier field. Draws to get a really cheap run. We'll run a race at odds to beat 14, the nephew. Not sure how it wins from the outside gate. It's a horse that can over race. So it has to go back, get cover, hope things go right. Six Blue Cup. Would have been really keen on Blue Cup with a jar out of the track. I'm just worried it might be a bit firm for it here by this stage of the day. And 15 Mayfair Spirit got too far back last time. Zara takes over one of the many hopes in a wide-open race. 18, 14, 6 and 15. Race 7 is the feature, well, one of the features, the uh, Ori Star Group 3 level, and it's over the 1,200-metre distance. Andrew Hurley, how does the market shape up? Well, ingratiating comes out because it's running around in Sydney and General Bow is a $5.50 chance. He hit a shock at $12. Now, favourite is It's Our Time for Mickey D, $3.90 to $3.60. $11 Zethus. Chassis is an $18 chance. It's good support for match, much, much better. It went up $15 when the market went up on Wednesday. It's $7.50 to $6.50 this morning. It's down from Sydney. Dance to Dubai at $17. Amgawa uh, is $26.41. Um, for Mr. Exclusive and cause for concern. Craig Worms down the bottom at $4. Best supported runner here is the Sydney Sider. John McNeil takes the ride on much, much better. How do you see this uh, Group 3 race, Mark? I'm keen on the bottom here. Luke, cause for concern. It's hit its straps now after a few goes to the Sean Matrix stable. It flies down the straight. It's up in grade but drops down to 54 kilos. Got Craig Worms to ride. Speed here comes from much, much better in Dance to Dubai. So I think cause for concern can just Track across behind those horses, probably two pairs back and win to beat number four. It's our time. Perfect riding engagement, Mickey D. Uh, the horse never runs badly, races well down the straight at 1,200. Three here to shock. 1,200 might be a bit short, but hit its straps for the Hayes team last time in his trial well. And two general bow who will run well, just the last bit of the 1,200 usually pulls it up. Keen 11 to win, 11, 4, 3 and 2. I mean, it's our time, number four. Uh, gets a chance to, to win again here. Mark said he's effective down the straight and he's got the speed drawn just to his inside. Don't think he has to get anywhere near as far back as he did round the bend at Caulfield last start and back to the conditions of this race suit him. Four ahead of 11, cause for concern. He's a horse who's building a good profile for the Sean Matrix stable. I don't have an issue with him coming back from 1,400 metres and he's also been effective down the straight. And so number eight, Dance to Dubai. This is a stronger race, but I think she's getting fitter and she might be able to sustain a stronger gallop than she did last time. Two general bay will be there on the speed, but the obvious query is the end of the 1,200 metres. Four, 11, 8 and 2. We move on to race number 8 at Flemington, previewing the meeting with Warren Huntley, Mark Hunter and Andrew Hurley, who's got the market for us. Yeah, Wild Imagination comes out, 3 by 3 in Senna Uno, uh, 0 on the top, $51 Deep Strike, Aaron Bay, $9, $3.20 Braden Star makes it favourite, Conqueror, Thirty-four, $10 French Emperor. Winner clock is a 126 chance, 17 Vitruvius. Uh, we've got Hennessy Lad. It's $8. $11 King Coover. Rates some bets early for it. It went up $21. First mate is 15 31 for Serious Liaison. And Presser down the bottom. Good support, 420 to $370. And may even shorten in further because it holds more money than the favourite Braden Star. All right, uh, race number eight, Warren Huntley, how did you see it? 
He takes another rise in grade, Presser, but uh, I think he's a horse with a bright future and plenty of upside. And uh, he won well last start, and, and he really surged through the line. So he was second up there. You'd think he'd be even fitter with this run under the belt uh, coming into today. So I'm with the support for number 14, Presser. Down on the weights, a horse on the up. Three Braden Star was up in Sydney for his most recent run. Hit the line well, as he does. Had a freshen up, comes back to the 1,620 metres You'd think he'd be strong late, that trip on the fresh side. Bought number 12 first, mate. Didn't have the best of luck beyond another promising horse in St Lawrence last start. If he got clear earlier, he, he could have certainly finished closer to St Lawrence and the rise in distance looks to, to suit him. Two, Aaron Bay, I think, pushes forward from that wide draw, maybe gets up outside lead and, and at least gives a sight and was a good win second up. 14, 3, 12 and 2. Yeah, with 14 presser, it's come back... From a year off, it just looks like it's come back a better horse. It was a good win first up, went to town last time. Sat behind a useful horse and just destroyed it. it was getting stronger through the line. Up in grade, drops down to 53 and a half. I think it can hold a spot somewhere fifth or sixth, come out of the pack and sprint well enough to win to beat three Braden Star. In great form, really consistent, got the 59 kilos, gets a cheap run, will run well. Eight Vitruvius, I think is better placed at the mile, needs luck from the draw, and two Aaron Bay. Everything went right last time. It draws wide here, probably has to roll forward and just wouldn't want to do too much work with the weight. Like 14 to win, 14, 3, 8 and 2. That is race 8. We go now to race number 9 at Flemington, over 1,410. Talk us through the market, Hells. Yeah, Ho-Ho Khan, $81, $14 for the flying mascot. Berkeley Square, four eighty opened up at four sixty this morning, as did Nicolini Vito. So they're four eighty joint favourites, three and five. Tycoonus, 18 14 regards Marie. Now, Poland actually joins uh, the three and five at the top of the market. So three favourites at four eighty. Ulysses at 19 17 Carlisle. Edison at 41 23 Papali. Devoted, $8.00. And ten dollars to Zwana. Uh, Mark, I want to ask you about uh, Ulysses. Had the stable change and one first up. Beat Poland. It's a nineteen dollar chance, and Poland's four dollars eighty here. Yes, we can't work out why the odds are mm. what they are. But I think Ulysses. Look, they they went along at a good clip and set it up for Ulysses, but that does seem a big discrepancy. It's both those horses are in my numbers. I'm with. Number 14, Devoted to Win. It's a, it's a race where my top two picks are first up from a spell. Devoted comes across from WA. It's got good form in good races over there and didn't have much luck on a couple of occasions. Trolled well for Johnny Leake. Claim for Rumu Pin down there on 51 kilos. We'll go back, look for it to be charging, to beat three Barkley Square. Terrific horse, Barkley Square. Went around in all the good three-year-old races. Comes back off a break. It's had the one jump out. Looked to go nicely. Nine, Poland. I think just getting fitter, Poland, onto firm ground at Flemington. If it can find the top, there is some pressure for the top. If it finds the top, it'll take lots of running down. And 10 Ulysses, what, you know, seeing is believing, it was a terrific win. It's got a three kilo claim. No reason it won't run well again. 14, 3, 9 and 10. Yeah, I'm with number five, Nicolini Vito here. Two runs at 1,200 metres have certainly been adequate and they've been in stronger races than, than this. And a group three weight for age race last start. There looks reasonable speed here through Poland and Edison, and I think it should set it up to offset the wider draw and give Ollie his chance aboard number five, Nicolini Vito. Head of three, Barkley Square. He's a horse with real upside. He looks to be coming to hand well to the Dan O'Sullivan stable. Recent jump out was encouraging, 1,410 metres, a suitable kickoff point for him. And a benchmark 100, certainly a suitable race class-wise. Poland will give a sight right in the speed. Third up, he might just 
keep going. He was only nabbed late last start and 14 devoted looks to have trolled up nicely for the league stable, gets down in the weights. 5-3-9-14. One to go at Flemington. It's race number 10 and the market looks this way, Hurls. Yeah, and well, probably one of the most exciting runners on the card today is Benedetta, and it's our favourite. It's at 185. Now, scratchings here of Najim Suhal, 17 by 14, 0 4 0 is dreaming. No way ever. Up the top, we've got Zach the Boss, 16 to 12. We actually have written bets on it today. Uh, you're getting 320, the drum there. 180, 175. Back to 185. 